0: The views and opinions expressed on Red Planet are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of Red Planet nor any affiliated or related entities. This podcast is provided
1: for educational purposes only. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Welcome to Red Planet. This week we spoke about leftist hacktivism with Maya You. We'll also talk about the ongoing protests in France and Cop City, as well as the failure of a UK home office to keep children safe from trafficking gangs. But first, Sophie has her own ideas about brute force hacking techniques.
1: I think that most people think that, like, hacking... I mean, there's still, like, that idea that hacking involves, like, buying serious hardware, but most of the time, like... You just go to Elon Musk's house with a baseball bat and then make him give you his password. And that's what hacking is.
3: And that's why we're against hack hacking. Into pieces. That's, that's why we're anti-hack here. Yeah, because we that's never...
1: wrong. It's against the law. You shouldn't mm. do that. We don't endorse crimes here. We are just going to report on them by interviewing people who've done crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to get inside their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we, we can... have to understand them. Mm. So we can yeah. defeat them. Extremely can Maybe we can ask Maya about criminal psychology. Yes. Um, And how she can be defeated. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Red Planet. This is a show Mm. where we talk about how to make the world a better place. And also crime? What? So, um, (laughs) before we get to crime,
0: uh, Mule, what's the most base thing you did this week? Well, thanks for asking, Sophie. The most base thing that I did this week was I presented the state of housing to a branch of Unite, which is a trade union in the UK. It's kind of like one of the bigger trade unions. Um and it was pretty cool. You know, um it was mostly a room of just like older white people, but um, you know, they were pretty interested to hear about like what the tenants union is doing and how they could support the tenants union if we want to support them. um, and how you know, that needs to be, and, and it's great. Actually, it was really good because there there was a lot of talk about how um, one of the main things that most people are thinking of nowadays is how there's so many things going wrong, and that's why every single union needs to come together. You know, if, you, if you, you know if if you know Based. where that's going, um, <laughs> maybe they can form uh, some kind of council or something. Yeah, like a, a what? council. Uh, that we're together. Was the Russian where... word for that again? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't speak no. Russian. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because I'm a patriot. I've, I would never dream of speaking Russian, what a hateful uh, language. It's not actually. No offense. It's only Russians listening. Um, Yeah, so we did that, and that was really good. And um, yeah, it was kind of just like, in terms of you know, when, 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 I, when I was talking to people about what was going on, a lot of people were empathizing with what was going on. A lot of people were saying, yeah, we should be asking for, um, you know, the, the government to be putting a, a freeze on rent and we should be asking the government to be uh, you know, stopping evictions and stuff but it's very unlikely that the government will do that so we should just endeavor to help <laughs> help tenants as things go. Uh, yeah. You know, so pretty good, pretty progressive, pretty nice. It's nice to be reminded that like not all old white people are horrific pieces of shit bigots um they also seem to show support for my uh i, I put some of it forward as well uh, later a- after i did my presentation about sort of really being aware of asylum seekers uh rights in yeah. this right now mm. you know abolish the home office um they're basically just the british version version of ice um and everyone seemed to agree so again you know just a nice sort of reinforcing that like you know most people know what's going on you know, it's it's it was nice. One time, um, I said to
1: a friend, "Like, wouldn't it be funny?" And I, this is entirely uh, funny, hypothetical, not the, because it would be illegal, but like to call up to call up their like tip line about where immigrants are doing like trafficking and shit, and be like, "There is this, there is this building where they're orchestrating uh, people being kidnapped out of their homes and flown out of the country, and then oh. give the address of the home office." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah well in that case that's that's me done and so because that's happened i want to ask tim tim my friend uh, to the right even though it's to my left here i'm pointing <laughs> left um wait. stage right which means this, that he's based because he's left can yeah. you bump fists hold up yeah go on right Tim, just a bit there, further. There, yeah, there, yeah. There. oh my god i've gone too deep. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> really deep tim what's the most um, bass thing you've done this week um I, I'm so glad the phrase
1: wrist deep has been said on Red Planet now. I'm sorry, Tim, What was the most basic thing you did this week? <laughs> it was
2: the most basic I did this week was saying wrist deep on Red Planet. Um <laughs> no, it was um I didn't, yeah, I mean I got flooded in. So um yeah, I didn't really do too much over the last couple of days because um yeah, I don't know if anyone out there um hasn't heard uh Auckland and like mainly west and south auckland has been hit really hard by flooding i mean like a lot of the other a lot of other spots on the north island have been hit but um it seems like it's affected west and south auckland really bad um and so like most of west auckland is full of like all these little streams and stuff like there's one that goes under my driveway and um it they all feed into like you know main big kind of rivers and stuff and so all of them were flooding and then the big rivers were just like overflowing and like cutting off roads like destroying roads in some spots there's like you know gigantic like streets like just cracked in half with like big landslides and stuff. Jesus um, lots of trees down um, yeah it was pretty wild and it seemed like it came out of nowhere. But uh we've since learned that that wasn't the case. Um we recently got a new mayor in Auckland who is he was like the nightmare candidate. He's just yeah. um kind of like a shitty, um like conservative right wing kind of dude who he's like a he's he's a businessman and he used to be the mayor up in the far north and he was like busted a bunch of times for using his position to make himself and his friends a lot of money while not actually doing
1: anything. Mm. And so he's kind of been doing the same thing in Auckland. And um, my brother described it by saying that Auckland recently got a Trump light mayor. Yeah, but he's not even like, like there was a
2: probably more Trumpier candidate, but this guy uh, is like, he, this guy kind of understands that he can't just be out there like talking shit and, you know, saying all this kind of stuff. So he just tries to stay kind of um like he doesn't do anything he never speaks publicly or anything he's just kind of doing his own shit and it seems like wow. most of the time he's kind of just doing nothing but um yeah so um a lot of the meteorological services warned him and a lot of the counselors that hey there's a series of thunderstorms coming it's you know there's definitely going to be flash flooding all that kind of stuff and a lot of uh council uh, a lot of sitting um counselors and stuff were like we need to do something about this. We need to put in a state of emergency. We need to warn people of all this mm. kind of stuff. And they just didn't do anything because he just wasn't, you know, taking mm-hmm. messages mm-hmm. at the time. So um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, he was just having a self-care that... <clears throat> day. Dan. I don't know what you're putting. Oh, uh, like in. he honestly mm-hmm. was, I think he said, and like, he'd said in advance, like someone had wanted to get him on the record for something. And he had said that he was going to be playing golf that day, which is like, <laughs> so wild. fucking uh, golf. Yeah yeah but um you know so um so a lot of the damage and a lot of a lot of shit could be avoided I was lucky because I um I had a cancellation at work that afternoon so I just decided to come home early and I literally got like one of the I think it was like maybe even the last train through before they just shut them all down and like came inside and then like minutes later the like all of like out the front of my house like the whole yard and everything was just flooded like yeah i got storm shelters or would you have just been stuck in the middle of town um there i mean so apparently where the shop is where i work um the tattoo studio was actually fine um we have a client that lives in the building upstairs and he was able to go down and just check and he's oh no it's fine so i mean like it 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 would be a first for me, but it wouldn't be the first time someone has slept on the couch at the shop. So, you know. mm. but, uh, yeah, but there are there have been emergency centers set up around the place. But just because of the um, the inaction from the council, because, you know, because of the mayor, a lot of that stuff didn't get set up until a little bit later. So, um, yeah, so uh, that's what I did this weekend. (laughs) Anyway, um, Sophie, what did you do this week? Well, what what was the most basic thing you did this week?
1: uh let me start by saying uh london queers if you have uh leather you would like polished and taken care of my friend is running um a, a boot blacking service now uh it's called butch boots you can find it on instagram uh she's really cool and she polished my boots and gave them a mirror shine it was really good the best thing i did this week was give a shout out to my friend's uh small community business uh <laughs> i was actually like i've been i've been I was mentioning this on previous weeks but there's like my, my friends who live in a warehouse have been having like a big uh landlord trouble uh she's one of them um and I've been kind of trying to support them through that and the landlord was saying that they were going to show up and like try to evict them uh yesterday and after like involving the LRU the uh, London Renters Union and like uh they drafted some letters and Nat and I helped with that and yeah, and the landlord just didn't show basically cuz they they realized that it was fucking serious and like that the tenants were not taking taking their bullshit. So, um I don't want to say that's resolved, but like yeah, giving everyone an update on that. It, more support for them has been probably the most basic thing I did this week and I don't know, I was chatting with my friend who's doing this bootblacking thing about like I think she watched a documentary about someone who was doing kind of like something that was earning money but it wasn't a capitalistic business and you wouldn't call it like a nonprofit either. It was like the the thing that they were doing was like getting resources into their community who were all like radical people doing like stuff to like bolster their community and help each other so like um we feel very strongly that like what she's doing is kind of like that you know it's part of their like little ecosystem of uh of of rebel queers living out in the out in the warehouse district um yeah, I think probably supporting them is the most basic thing I did. But um... what I
0: would say is I know you said, oh, it doesn't sound like it's resolved. But like over the last year of doing stuff with the tenant union, mm. and, and I think this goes for everything, not just landlord disputes and tenants and stuff. But um, if, if you don't count the little victories as at least victories, you get burned out yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, so... it's, a, it's definitely a victory. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um... And there's no reason to not call it that there's no reason try- to sit there and go ah well it's not a victory because it is no like, absolutely it-
1: yeah, yeah you're right i'm mean, like they the landlords were really like trying to talk tougher after the first uh like letters were sent um and being like no no, we will show up and evict you and then they sent more letters just being like okay what you're doing is just like hilarious like hilariously illegal for like this and this and this and this and this, and this reason and also co-signed both by, by like liu and then liu sent them a the letter separately as well and they just haven't shown up so i'm like I wow. think they've made them fuck off. Probably everyone seriously we'll like be- believe in the power of tenants' unions. They're amazing. Um, oh, sorry. I have just seen the sh- uh, the yes.
0: You you weren't hearing clicking.
1: It's actually the bell on these ears. <laughs> I, um...
0: Listen, I didn't want to interrupt the show. uh the, the show. But it, it's yeah. It's all good. I had decided I was to make Conrad's
1: like... job awful this week in editing the podcast <laughs> with with two with two bells. And um, um I I keep thinking I was hearing Dee Dee's bell and I was like, <laughs> is she like what is she doing? Is she just keep your,
3: just keep I your say just leave them
1: just leave still. them the final podcast. I'm talking about them now. The podcast li- podcast listeners, hello. There you if, go. It's me you're hearing. It's ASMR
0: Gordon. actually.
1: <laughs> uh but what about Kira? Kira, what was the most base thing you did this week?
3: Um, most base thing I did this week was um probably like talk to friends. Uh, get more in touch with friends, spend more time with friends and hang out, like, I guess hang out, but like chat with Sophie, um, chat with you, Sophie, uh, about some stuff and yeah. to try to be supportive and to, I don't know, allow myself to be vulnerable as well. So, um,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. You've you've I'm been really supportive.
1: I've been going through some shit and Kara's genuinely been really, really supportive and helpful.
3: That's, thanks. Okay. So that's pretty much it.
1: Wait, we can, can we appreciate do th- hang on? That too. We... Oh yeah, can, can you, you do, do this? Wait. Do the Make other the heart. half of my heart? You're next to me.
0: Overhand hand, other oh, over one. Wait, oh, other way. Oh, oh, oh.
3: Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Oh, <laughs> a bit, a bit less. A bit. You've gone wrist deep again. Here is <laughs> going wrist deep over sorry, here. Sorry, the way
3: that it's cropped. Hold
4: on. Well, if I she's go gonna this? do it, I'm
0: gonna do it. Yeah, get it in. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's just go. Get it it. right in
0: there. Get it right in there. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm going elbow deep. Okay. Um, Cool. Should we should we talk about some news? (laughs)
1: We're a normal
0: podcast. Uh, Everyone loves
1: that. (laughs) Tim, you have uh, some news to tell us about the UK.
2: Yes. Speaking of um, what Soph was saying earlier about the Home Office um, ducking people and sending them on um, on planes, um, semi-related dozens of children being kept in hotels by the home office are being kidnapped by trafficking gangs. So, um, yeah, so, uh, this is something that's been happening a while. And this is also like this, um, happened in the States as well with the whole, like, um, separated children at the border thing. There was, um, you know, huge amounts of children separated from their parents that the government's just like, we don't know what to do with. We, you know, like this is a, I mean, it's like a very foreseeable outcome of, you know, their own policies that, you know, and now they're like, oh, all these, you know, all these kids, what do we do with them? Um, So, yeah. So um, there's a contractor called Mighty. And so it was their job to house um, any, so asylum-seeking children, refugee children that were separated from parents or caregivers. And um, so they basically just, like hired out like an entire hotel um yes it's it's in brighton it's near the home office and they were just like okay i guess we just put the kids in the hotel you know because all these people like you know uh they don't know what the fuck they're doing you know and um, i don't think it is near the home office um i don't know uh, i think it's what it says in the notes um uh, anyway um So, and a whistleblower from Mighty um, and a couple of people from within Child Protective Services have confirmed that children have literally just been grabbed off the street outside of the hotel, pulled into cars and not seen again. So, yeah. you know, literally just like being grabbed. Because, I mean, I guess it's the thing. If you were If you were wanting, you know, if you had some reason that you wanted to abduct children, you'd be like, oh there's a bunch of unattached children here that the government is having trouble, you know, like finding, you know, something to do Uh, with or whatever like that. The government
3: um, wants to get rid of them, honestly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I saw as well that they were dressing all the kids in like the exact same clothes. So it's like really hard for them to to like even know which kids are around. Like it's so easy for them to lose them. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: The whistleblower from Mighty also described the exact same thing happening in a similarly run Uh, home office location over in Kent and said that they so they estimated that 10 percent of its youngsters disappeared each week which is wild like 10 percent and I mean like um so when it happened in America they were they had a huge like weekly loss of children as well and so some of them were like getting um like some of them literally just getting taken by people some of them claiming to be family members others just literally just kind of like abducting them or whatever and some of them were just becoming homeless some of them were literally just kind of being like okay fuck this i'm out of here you know and just so i mean that's the thing right it's like a lot of like kids that just like you know like these are children and even in keeping them even if it was a nice hotel that you were keeping them in whatever there's like they're gonna you know they're not gonna want to stay there or whatever so um yes a 10% of the youngsters disappearing each week and they reckon about 136 from the Brighton location in the last 18 months 136 children that's like so Ah. many children um but yeah so they'd uh they're saying the whistleblower from within mighty is saying that um yeah these these kids are getting disappeared they're not being found and they're being taken from the street by traffickers um and that was in yeah they uh the whistleblower spoke to the observer about that just last week and it's like it's fucking wild right so um and yeah this thing how it's like it's like if this was if this was a bunch of made up American children being yeah. like put inside, you know, like whatever that furniture company was, or whatever, or like fucking some yeah, Tiaga shit. On so, or Alex
1: Jones were like exactly. these kids are being in the yeah.
2: This would be all over fucking TikTok, all over everything, whatever, like that. But they're like, you know, they're refugee children, they're immigrant children. And um, it's just like, you know, and it's like you have to rely on like um, you know, like whistleblowers and Kind of like investigative reporters and stuff to even like read a handful of words about it. And it's, it's wild because it's like, you know, for all those other things, it's like barely any actual evidence or any sources confirming it happens. But then it's like, like 136 kids going missing in 18 months is like, that yeah. should be like front page news everywhere. Everyone should be talking Surely. about this. And, and not you know, even I'll, just in the UK, like this should be a huge fucking deal. Exactly. You know, and it's like, that mm-hmm. should, you know, and then they should be looking at, okay, like, why did this happen? How is this happening? What kind of policies lead to this happening? You know, all this kind of shit. But it's like, yeah, I guess scrutiny kind of, um, you know, like when you start kind of pulling that thread or whatever, like the finger points back at at Westminster and stuff. So, you know.
3: I wonder how many, uh, uh, won't you think of the children, turfs are concerned about this?
2: Exactly, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, like, I'm sure as soon Zero. as they as soon as they find out about it, you know, they'll turn to that instead of like the really, you know, the important work <laughs> that they're doing online. Um,
0: yeah. But yeah,
2: no, but that's exactly the thing. Right. It's like, yeah, these are, these are refugee children. So they unfortunately um, mm. don't get the time from those people anyway. Um, so yeah, that's really fucking horrific. Um, yeah. and It's like, that's yeah. Anyway. Um they say that, like, like, I was reading the thing that I was saying that they are, like, um, they have, like, looked into it or whatever like that. But at this point, there has been no actual, like, there's been no official investigation or anything like that. There's been no changes to any of the policies. There's been no kind of internal review even from the contractors or anything like that. So it's kind of this thing where it's like, okay, we know it's happening. Everyone knows it's happening now. But, you know, shrug which is um which is
1: bullshit it's not good enough um yeah it really it's, compounds that there's like the imperialist order and there's people within the imperial core and like one of the biggest disparities in the world if not the biggest disparity is like how people in the imperial core are treated like people and people outside yeah. are not just yeah, just yeah. not right yeah
2: yeah absolutely yeah and it's yeah it's the same thing as like the kids in cages kind of stuff in america where it's just like you know like yeah it's like the thing it's like if you if you talk about like you know like hypothetical fucking blonde children getting abducted from the target Mm -hmm. parking lot everyone like cares but if you you know if you talk about like you know just a a south american child getting taken you know even like if you see photos of it you see videos of it you see it like you know like you see it in front of your own eyes and then all of a sudden people start coming up with excuses you know it's like you can Mm -hmm. find an excuse like they can justify it somehow, you know, and it's not justifiable. You know? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely not. But um, yeah. So uh, that's pretty fucking dark. Um, but in in more uh, interesting news, Sophie, what's happening over there? And uh, what's happening in France?
1: Yeah, uh, we've said so many times that if you want news stories for Red Planet, you just Google French protest yeah these um, are, then, this is a continuation of what we spoke about last week as well it's this true is, yeah, yeah yeah because so if, if, if people weren't watching last week macron um just an awful neoliberal ghoul who is running france at the moment um is trying to raise the retirement age from 64 to 66 um and people aren't happy about that for some reason that is not imaginable to <laughs> neoliberals. Uh, and and a French union who, uh, like the energy workers union have cut power, like they've, they've created power cuts uh, as a form of protest to uh, pressure Macron to, to, to cut that shit out. Uh, so during a nationwide li- strike last week, the members of the far left CGT union who work in the energy sector cut power to the office of a lawmaker from Mr. Macron's party for more than three hours. Um, on Monday, CGT energy workers in Marseille manipulated en- en- uh, electricity and gas meters to cut bills for bakers who were protesting in the French, French port city against high energy prices cgt's leadership called such moves a robin hood operation and they said they would continue as the country prepares for another national protest on tuesday it's it's unbelievably fucking based like not only cutting off the power to uh to uh uh one of macron's uh, guys but also like just just saving people money on their bills uh, out mm-hmm. of solidarity that owns um mm-hmm. strikes are good but they're no longer enough said sebastian Menspier. um uh, head of the CGT's energy division. I guess it, the 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 union is bigger than just the energy. Um, we have to take actions that are visible and impact those who are supporting the government. Fucking based. So good, right? Yeah. <laughs> In September, CGT members shut down most of France's oil refineries for weeks to demand higher wages, leading to national uh, nationwide fuel shortages. Macron, uh, sorry, the CGT engineered power outages during nationwide strikes in 2019, when Macron first proposed overhauling the country's pension system and doing away with special retirement plans that covered workers from certain sectors. Those moves led to scattered outages across the country. One of France's oldest unions, the CGT, was founded in 1895 to unite the nation's socialist, Marxist, and anarchist workers movements. While this membership, I mean, that's impossible, as we all know, anarchists and Marxists (laughs) never work together. Never. Um, Never mind that it's just happening. And it has yeah, happened definitely, for uh, definitely of last years.
2: for 120 <laughs> years.
1: <laughs> Almost uh, 130, actually. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, its membership once exceeded 5 million, the CGT now has around uh, 640,000 members. It's still one of France's largest unions, along with the centrist CFTD. The CGT's aggressive tactics have put it into conflict with the country's other unions, in particular the CFTD, which is opposed to Macron's pension overhaul, but condemns cutting power to elected officials. Oh. oh no, what will they do? They won't sign more laws taking away my rights. They have to have yeah, yeah. their power on so they can sign all those bad laws.
2: Why won't they <laughs> protest through the avenues that they have been given to protest through that you know that easily ignored? Um, <laughs> just, re- yeah, yeah. just reach across the aisle. Don't do anything that actually affects anything ever. No. Like, why won't they put their letters of protest through into the paper shredder
1: <laughs> all never gets gone um, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. so
1: I uh, yeah I mean that's fucking based as hell and yeah, uh, as they've, as the, the union leaders said there like it's going to carry on so this is going to be one to keep an eye on uh, from last week and I'm sure it's going to be in, in future weeks as well um, but speaking of updating stories that are, we've been covering
0: and will probably continue to cover Mule you want to tell us about Atlanta? yeah uh so last week we spoke about the activist who was murdered uh by the uh, cops in Cop City um i can't remember if it was the fbi or the the police or the sheriffs or whatever but it's it's cops whatever it is um so yeah what they've what they've decided to do now uh, uh you know to to sort of justify this killing uh and also um, more activists is charge them with uh, George's rail use 2017 domestic terrorism law. Um, uh, this is what
2: we were talking about, like right at the end of what we were talking about cop city last time about yeah. how um, they'd arrested a bunch of people. And they'd yeah, they'd charge them with um, yeah, domestic terrorism, which I don't think had ever been used for like you know like environmental protesters in well like under the specific law or whatever yeah
0: sure um so basically apparently uh there are 20 arrest warrants um and apparently someone has done a review of them and it shows that none of those arrested and slapped with terrorism charges are accused of seriously actually injuring anyone so again this is just It's, you know, laws like this, it's all for show. And it's very obvious that the state will just put whatever legislation it wants down in order to suppress, uh, you know, any kind of working class leftist movement. Um, You know, it's just it's just horrific. Like, yeah, there's there's no other way to put it than than calling it fascism, because that's what it is.
2: Last time we were talking about how um, so one of the um, one of the big kind Of, like, the people involved with um, you know, like the funding of this cop city thing was um, a guy that ran a newspaper, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like you know, it's like the big Georgia newspaper and oh, the big Atlanta newspaper. And he had um, at some point, his newspaper had switched from referring to them as protesters, satirists, but like with no kind of like you know, like, no specific incidences of terrorism there's been like vandalism and stuff but there's been no like you know like there hasn't been any acts of terror and terror is like a defined thing in american law sort of thing but like they're so it's kind of like the thing it's like they've started in the media to convince people that they're terrorists or whatever so then they can arrest them and be like oh yeah no we we got some of the terrorists or whatever but um yeah i think this story is talking also about um how like it's um you know like what Mio was just saying how it's like it's not necessarily because they know the charges will stick but they're also kind of like a deterrent you know like it's like in the future they'll be like oh man last time i went out and protested they you know i got i was i they called me a terrorist and i had to pay bail and i had to do this shit or whatever you know so
0: So, i think it's important for everyone to sort of I guess be aware that you know the word terrorist it, it it you know obviously became very popular in neoliberal imperialist politics in like you know 2001 after September 11th um but it was always something that you know, the state would use as a descriptor to be like, the bad guys. Like, you know, you if you don't like we don't like these guys and they're trying to hurt you, we promise they're definitely not fighting for your right to do things, but, you know, by also muddying the water and, you know, calling legit fascist groups terrorists as well. That's yes. you know, that's kind of how they use this whole smokescreen in order to uh, you know, terrorism just... is a word that
1: throws ideology entirely out of the window and like yes. as we commented Bond on the floor, the like It's, yeah, it's thought-terminating. And as you commented on before, the expansion of the Department of Homeland Security, the NSA, all that shit, like, who they listed as number one, like, enemy number one after 9-11 was uh, environmental activists. They immediately were like, we got all these powers, now let's get rid of every environmental activist. Well,
2: yeah, that kind of, like, ties into um, what we've got in the notes here about um so this terror law was passed in response to um the um, dylan roof shooting where so it was you know like a white supremacist mass shooter that targeted black churchgoers and so they were like oh shit we need a new law to um expand the definition of domestic terrorism so that we can say like you know like this guy was a terrorist and we can charge him as such Mm -hmm. or whatever but then you know there's been a million like mass shootings since then or whatever but like why is this law being used to target people Mm -hmm. sitting in trees and you know like people camping out and yeah so um that's Mm -hmm. like how this shit goes you know and so that's why I think we always have to be really careful when we are you know like you get a lot of people that will put pressure on the government to deal with um you know to deal with like white supremacists and stuff like that where it's kind of like you have to be worried about like any tool that you give to the state as a tool that can
1: be used against you, you know? Yeah. Right. So um, and which is... Especially tools that are being used to deal with like the worst people, like people, yeah. no one would defend from those tools exactly, being yeah. applied. Right. Mm. Like the, this is why torture was such an important discourse in the two thousands. Cause it was just like, if we accept that it's okay to torture terrorists, then the definition of terrorist is whoever it's okay to torture. Yeah. Like, Right,
2: yeah. right, and I mean this has happened time and time again. You know, like it's not just with the terrorism stuff, but it's also kind of like what happened with like Foster and Sester, where they're like, oh, you know, like this is a this is a law to stop child sex trafficking. Like, if you oppose this, yeah, that's you know, that's who you're defending. And right, then exactly, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like that's not what that mm-hmm. law is is doing. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> people for anyway, which
0: everything is permitted, and if you get added into that group, then yeah, everything is permitted to be used against you. Mm-hmm.
3: Can I can I say something?
0: Of course you can. Of course, sweetie.
3: this is this is one of the reasons I really like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine
2: and the <laughs> character Kira Nerys. One of the many reasons.
3: <laughs> the character Kira Nerys, because she self identifies as a terrorist. And now, that yeah. granted, this show was made before 9-11. I don't know yeah. if we could ever get away with it now. Um, I I don't know if anyone could ever make it now, really, success successfully, but. Uh, I really like make it that, nowadays. Yeah, I really like how like that completely like how she like proudly wears the ba- like the badge of terrorist and how that and yeah. she's very clearly like there's a lot of moral ambiguity with her character, but overall she's largely considered a good person. Um, so I think it's just a really it's really interesting. I like how it muddies the water. There's a whole with terrorist of term faction.
1: Terrorist who, like, multiple, like, five different, like, Starfleet characters defect (laughs) to join the terrorists because they think they're morally correct. uh, Let's (laughs) save this for the watch party. Let's just watch it in the server later. All right. Um, Anyway. Mule, was there
0: more notes? Uh, Yeah, just to tie this up, really, um, you know, for example, to kind of, uh, you know, reinforce what we're saying here about, the state just making up whatever it wants in order to, you know, punish people fighting against it. Uh, the warrant following the the raid on Cop City on December 13 justifies a domestic terrorism charge by stating that the activist affirmed their cooperation with defend the Atlanta Forest by occupying a treehouse while wearing a gas mask and camouflage clothing. So it's <sighs> like you got you got the label on your record for the rest of your life now, terrorist. For sitting in a tree with a gas mask and camouflage on, and by the way, you need that gas mask on because the cops are throwing fucking tear gas at you, trying to trying to you know, smoke and you can't you out really of the run away. Tree yeah exactly yeah. there's uh, other
2: bullshit as well there was like one of the people charged with injured was charged with injuring an officer and this yeah. is because they were they were running away and the officer was chasing them and the officer tripped and scraped his knee and elbow and so then it's like okay like you injured this officer because this officer like you know like just yeah i mean because this officer is you know running through a forest which they yeah. chose to do anyway. again the joke is I'll-
1: always like the state-funded funeral with all the weeping family with the like folded american flag for like an officer who had a heart attack while chasing a
0: teenager who he thought was shoplifting. like again I- I- it's like i'll say what i said last night in the watch party um you know my stepdad is an ex-copper and i was asking him just for a laugh i just thought i'll, I'll ask him about the law and see what he knows and uh, because I was talking my mum was being like don't get that shirt it's got the f- it's got the f word on it like fuck, right and uh, he was like oh yeah that's a public order offense you could get arrested and i was like but that's bizarre like it's just a word i don't understand and he's like well it depends on the context and then eventually he was like well and also if you're nice to the policeman he'll probably let you go and i was like oh, yeah. It, you just have no like uh, obligation as a police officer depends to do like anything right gonna... <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it depends what you look like depends how i feel about you do you know what i mean it's just so fucking obvious and and he is deep in the matrix he legitimately thinks that like that power was given to him because he is able to control that better than your average human oh uh, so he's not yeah. an
3: ex-cop like he's like yeah, he's... he's an ex-cop
0: yeah, he's literally still a cop in his mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he thinks he's yeah. yeah. He's a fucking. Terminator. Well, he's he's always been like that as well. Like even before he was a cop, like being a cop was perfect for him. He was. A
3: piece oh of man, it's difficult. <laughs> person to yeah. be around I'm not sure. yeah
0: not getting into it too much but like you know yeah, that's just yeah. an example of like you know if you don't believe it like real people who go and be coppers think like this and the state enables them to do that and they just say whatever the fuck they want and yeah. do whatever the fuck they want anyway next up we got a story and beautiful sweet Kara is going to fill us in uh about yeah. Ty nichols S- speaking yeah. of Ty- this is a dark one yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyree, yeah.
3: Nichols. Tyree, tyree nichols
0: yeah. tyree nichols tyree nichols
3: Tyree. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This is a really difficult one. We talked about this at length on my stream. Um, so we're not going to be able to get into it very much, but I'm sure a lot of you have heard about it. Uh, Tyree, Tyree Nichols was beaten to death by five police officers. These five police officers uh, were described They're They're part of a squad uh, that's called the Scorpion unit. Which,
4: which is, is like, some- what
1: the so, fuck? Like, it's, uh...
3: Yeah. First of all, if you're calling yourself a Scorpion unit, uh, let's, let's all just these guys look. are
1: 13 years old.
3: They're all like, uh, yes, like, uh, they're, they're just a warp, warp squad. It's just like disgusting. Um, and apparently the Scorpion unit uh, is supposed to be doing stuff with like community outreach, et cetera, et cetera. But these guys were well-known by like people in the community as well as the other cops, like, you know, other cops, but but Scorpion unit specifically as well, uh, known to be just like horrific people, just violent as fuck. And they have been, there's many uh, times that people have like, reported this squad, um, and, and to multiple, not just the police, but to like other, other uh, government agencies to be able to like do something about it and nothing was done. Um, so they killed Tyree Nichols, Tyree Nichols, who was like a hundred yards or something from his house. They beat him to death over three minutes, treating him like what the the attorney for the family describes as using him like a, like a human pinata, um, absolutely horrifically horrifically murdering this murdering this man and he died three days later three days later in the hospital his family his if you see his mother it's just it's just yeah i feel i feel i feel like this is it's almost inappropriate for me to talk about this as if it's like news because i do think it this this is so it's so horrific that like I, I I forgive me if I'm having a hard time talking about this. It's just it's no, really it's bad. Horrible. He was he was yelling out for his mother yeah. when he was within within a few blocks of his house. They pulled him over for what they claim is a traffic violation. But even the chief of police, who by the way, fuck her, don't let her don't let any of these motherfuckers get uh-huh. away with trying to play, oh, I never knew ooh woo. How could I have known? Oh, well, like, no. This same police chief, by the way, said that. None of this is a calling card for for violence or destruction of property or any of that shit. Ugh. Like just just these people are the fucking enemy. Recuperation, capitalist recuperation will affect all the yeah. shit, all the shit, including the black woman police chief who is trying mm-hmm. to play off this whole thing. Like like this is just an oopsie daisies, bad apple situation. Um I had, like so many thoughts on what, on this that I, I don't, I know we don't have enough time to talk about it, but just know that the body camera, uh, the body cam footage, uh, was released on Friday and a lot of people are, I haven't seen it personally. I don't really need to see it personally. I don't feel like I've read descriptions of it. It's just, I, I have thoughts on that. I'm sure a lot of you do as well about like the circulation of such materials, but I'm trying to just talk about the news. So this is not an opinion piece. I'm just trying to describe the news. Um, that's, that's what happened. I do know. And Oh, by the way, it should be known that the five police officers being charged are all black men. And so oh. that's an, uh, you see kind of some of the brain worms that's occurring when um You know, some liberals talk about this or or far right people talk about this incident, how quickly they're willing to throw these men under the bus, as opposed to, say, you're chauvin's and and et cetera, et cetera, like white police officers. It's notable for me personally, I'm sure for many of you to see how quickly the courts and how quickly the police department are acting upon this within like literally, I think. Five days from Tyree Nichols' death, charged they already, him with murder, didn't they? They already, char- I think they fired them or something, or within like yeah. a few days after that, charged him with murder. And then the, yeah. and then, and you see like the DA standing up and being like, "These men are murderers." It's like,
2: yeah, it's mm, wild, and it's interesting.
3: Like, like, fucking interesting. Grino subs
2: is saying in the chat that the only reason they released the body cam footage is because they found out there was public footage from the nearby pole. There was, um like a pole right. nearby with a camera on it yeah and so that's the only footage you know, i've ever kind of, seen
3: so yeah, yeah. It's and,
2: and and so and it's wild when we had like you know like joe biden and we had like you know other agencies like the local police department making statements before the footage came out saying that this is horrific footage that this is you know you're gonna see like some terrible shit in this which is like fucking wild because it's like damn like do you guys know anyone that could help with that? Do you guys know, you know, like, it's like, you got well, that, the police department, you got the 100%, fucking,
4: <laughs> you 100%. got the prison in
2: America, like Whenever, being like, this is yeah. so fucked up. Like, oh, I wish there was something we could do. It's like, they're not going to do anything. because <laughs> We're all like, looking
3: for the person who did this.
2: Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, that's, them like it's like you know like this is their system this is um you know like mm-hmm. a- addressing addressing the actual causes would mean like abolition you know it's like mm-hmm. that's the only that's the only way out of it yeah and like all them all this stuff as well as like there's like with the um kind of like I guess like the racial aspect of it there's like people out there that are just completely missing the point on it yeah. you know like and it's like yeah you know and then you get like you know you get even like the people on the right seeing like being like oh see so when black people do it you know it's like you know like it's getting like underreported or some shit like that and it's just like you like you fucking, like what is going on in your skull like it's not even true you know? it's
3: like this, yeah, could, yeah, 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 this yeah. happened this this happened a few weeks ago when we're already mm-hmm. like taking these men to court like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're ready, it's fired, so- and they're like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. "This is extremely visible. This is extremely yeah, exactly. like being dealt this with like, to such like an the- extent that it's like unprecedented for police."
0: Didn't no they take like just a whole? It, just get away, you know? Wasn't it like a whole year for Chauvin to go to? I think, to it,
3: I think it was something like a year. Or? And by the way, Chauvin, uh, that that footage circulated. So, and we're, when we talk about Chauvin, we're talking about uh, the man whose knee was on the neck of George Floyd. Um, so that footage wasn't body cam footage that footage circulated so widely because it was like multiple spectators are standing there with a camera witnessing it and that's why that that went viral like the police department tried to cover it up immediately there's like you can hear them like uh there's a lot of paper trails to 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 back up what i'm saying i just don't
2: have resources goes in like what we're saying with like cop city how it's like you know they're saying no body cam footage like exists of it and shit like that i bet if there was like if there was like some kind of you know like Public footage or something like that, film and thing, I reckon like body cam footage would show up real fucking quick, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah. I've I oh, yeah. until that poll footage also, came how, out. There was, you know?
3: How? I mean, I know why this is the case, but like, how is it that a, a cop who doesn't have body cam footage is not a, not immediately fired? Like, I, mean, I know, you know, why? It's all fascism. It's all. Because police unions. Proxy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, right, the police like, unions bargain like the them back, like, Oh, yeah, they wear them, like but the they, just, they can there. turn them off. Yeah. <laughs>
3: anyway, yeah. It's um, fucking wild, right? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of people protesting right now, a lot of a lot of uh, anger, um, understandably. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else to say about this very briefly. It's, let me just say this. Uh, Nichols, uh, Tyree Nichols, was a father of a four-year-old. He was described as affable. He's an accomplished skateboarder. There's video of him skateboarding that a lot of people are finding or circulating instead of like the video of him being murdered, which I think is probably a really good, you know, it's still really, really horrific to see such a like, an, like just just the life in somebody that was just snuffed out by the state for what for fucking what Um accomplished accomplished skateboarder who recently enrolled in photography class. And now he will likely be the next face of the U.S. racial justice movement.
2: Yeah, it's wild because it's, yeah. like, like when I first saw the story, you know, like, a lot of the, you know, it's like they're doing the classic thing where it's, like, this guy gets killed by the cops and all of the photos uh, that are coming up from him are, like, you know, like, him kind of, like, looking staunch in a hoodie or whatever like that. But then if you Locking if hell. you actually just look at photos of him or, like, you know, you Google him or whatever, there's, like, photos of him, like, you know, dressed up really nice and, like, formal wear. There's, like, you know, but a lot of the photos of him, he's just, like, he's just chilling, you know? He looks like a really like a chill dude like he doesn't look you know it's like maybe there's like one photo of him like you know like in a hoodie looking tough or whatever like that but Mm -hmm. everyone's got like a photo like that you know and it's like of all the you know like there's photos of him like just chill just skating hanging out laughing smiling all this kind of shit like that and it's like yeah it's just I don't know it's just one of those things right it's like they you know like a I always think of that Zach Fox tweet where he talks about like you know like they uh A white dude kills his whole family, and they fucking show put a photo of him like jet skiing or some shit. Yeah, with his family,
3: all everyone's like smiling, having a great vacation. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) it's
1: fucking wild to you know like have him like reduced to this thing. But anyway, would you um, would you be shocked if I told you the next news story is also about the police?
3: Well, one last thing about this story, um I can't fully substantiate this. I've only seen screenshots, but apparently, there's been a lot of evidence that there was a white police police officer involved in this just not substantial footage of him and why is he not being discussed here like they could see like multiple shots like a white arm like extending um so
2: i did see like people talking about like saying like oh yeah this guy is the one that like orchestrated or he told them to do it or whatever like that and it's like I mean, I don't like I feel like that is like hugely speculative, but it's, it's like also it's just like law. they're all cops. Like they're yeah. all cops, you know? Like Yeah, you need to understand don't, they they don't... all cops are cops. Yeah, yeah. Cops they don't need a white bastards. cop going like kill that guy or whatever, like that. They're all cops, you know. It's like, like a yeah.
3: weird yeah. form of racism that like black yeah, men yeah, can yeah. never actually be yeah. like uh, like doing this type of act, unless like a white person was like instructing them directly, like that. Like it's a completely, it's both racist, but also like a complete misunderstanding of like how white supremacy works. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the role that cops function, you know. Anyway, um, but yeah, we should move along to more, yeah. more, more, more stories Cox about cops. Stuff.
1: Yeah, yay! Uh, so more police officers have quit in the UK in the last month than joined. Um, this. Uh, yeah, so this, <laughs> this is completely in line with something we've been saying on Red Planet since literally, like, episode three or something. Like, we've been saying yeah, this for a year. Right, right, right um, from the beginning. That, like, cops, as they, as it becomes really obvious to them that their whole job is just, like, shit being like this. Just, but yeah, just being fucking stormtroopers. Uh, they, they will quit. More of, more and more of them will quit. And we already saw that after George Floyd, um... A lot of the a lot of the cops quitting then like cited that they felt like unappreciated or whatever. It's like I don't care if it's because they think they're unappreciated or not getting enough respect, <laughs> or if they because actually or because they actually develop a conscience. But like the point is that like they are quitting. And um so this thing that more more officers quit in the in the last month than joined in the UK. Um, it was reported by the Telegraph, which is notoriously a Tory rag who fucking suck. Uh, they say all sorts of shit all the time they will like report on some like brain fart that rishi sunak had as if it's like serious policy that he's gonna do so <laughs> i don't know but like but it is completely in in line with trends that have been going on for months already that like way fewer cops are joining and that's why the the, the police have been doing massive recruitment campaigns i think i already mentioned this uh a few episodes ago when we we're talking to cradle community but like you know, I was in the cinema and they played this ad where this black guy was talking about like, oh, I was really worried that my sister was joining the Met because she's a, a black woman who's a Muslim. And like, what if they're racist or discriminate against her religion or they're misogynists? But actually she's doing great. And it's so cool that she's in the Met uh, now. And, like, uh, I was I just, seen, I was doing just the yelling in the cinema. <laughs> like
0: I was so pissed off. I've, but, like, seen, um, I've seen so many copper yeah. vans over the last, I want to say, year yeah maybe year and a half all around manchester sort of like really pushing you know like not not just like cop vans on their own but like cop vans that are sort of piggybacking off other events like there were, there was cop vans recruiting at pride for example yeah. Um, I think they're always there at Pride. Um, unfortunately, you know, perhaps yeah. welcome at Pride, but you know, they they fucking go there anyway. Um, yeah. But I've seen loads of recruitment, and then also like the last eviction resistance that I went on that I think I talked about on Red Planet, um, where a guy basically got evicted. Like the police, it was a slow, it was a slow crime week because it was that super cold week, and the police uh-huh. turned up and just like helped this uh social housing this housing association uh bastards these bailiffs like just turf this 65 year old war veteran out onto the street in minus Christ. degree minus degree temperatures you know and the whole time we were there you know these coppers like i don't want to i don't want to sound like i'm you know sort of like just saying this because it, it agrees with the story like this is legit what happened like these coppers looked sheepish folks like they looked like they had no respect for what they were doing and in fact the stuff that we were saying to him we were saying to him things like you know do you feel good about yourselves fellas you know now that you can see that this guy isn't just like uh i don't know a crackhead or whatever like whatever you think do you know what i mean like this person would have been you know just a normal bloke who has unfortunately been you know taken advantage of and you know one of them actually said well what do you expect us to do about it you you act like we enjoy it and I just said to him, I just said, if I, had a, if I had a job where all the time I had to justify that I'm just doing my job was when people told me how bad the things I do are, I would probably just get another job. And yeah. the guy didn't really have yeah. anything to say about that. Exactly. You know, and, um, you know, it's one of those. It's like if if we just... I, I don't know how effective propaganda is against cops, like anti-cop propaganda. No, I well, really
1: think it is. got to
0: try it, right? you got to try it. I, uh, no, I, I think it is too. A thing happened
1: uh, to a friend of mine, definitely not me, who was at like an anti-fascist resistance and like a cop came over to talk to the anti-fascist before it started and was like, hey, what are you all doing here? What are you What are you congregating for? We're just wondering if you, what, what this is about. And I'll be, you know, don't talk to cops, right? So uh, no one talked to him and he was just like, completely like dejected like you know he, he's got an expectation that like what he's doing is going to be in the community helping people or whatever and then and then he meets a bunch of people who are just like there to keep their community safe who have no respect for him whatsoever and he looked completely gutted yeah. um yep according to my friend and um anyway yeah I, I so this is like yeah police are quitting um their main complaints like the, there have been a bunch of uh, of rising i'm sorry kiri you wanted to say something
3: uh, I was just going to say that like, um, from my experience, like knowing cops, um, cause I, I used to be like friends with cops and stuff like way back in the day, um, back when I wasn't a an cab and all the other shit, uh, being a part of being a cop, so much of it, arguably the biggest part of being a cop that attracts people to the position is the respect that you think it earns you amongst people who aren't cops like the immediate you walk into a room and everyone reveres you and looks up to you and thinks of you as like some like kind of dummy god so you can strip that that you're stripping so much of like the reason a person would ever want to become a cop
1: yeah Yeah, totally and like i say as their job just becomes back in my cringe era exactly yeah (laughs) as their job just becomes like smashing up water bottle stands that people have put up to help homeless people during a heat wave and just like murdering poor people and then trying to defend those actions and like everywhere they go people are going to be like why the fuck are you doing this they're gonna mm-hmm. want to quit like so um they, they they the biggest reasons cited for them quitting were pay working conditions and treatment mur- treatment by the government and like putting pay to one side for a second like i think that working conditions and treatment by the government are really telling because i think that i think those really speak to people keep on telling us we're bad people and the government keeps on like letting them basically like yeah, i think like, yeah. i think that the cops That's are the pissed bad working off that, like, conditions you think yeah like mm. I, I, I really <laughs> think it is like the bad working conditions is people don't respect Aww. us and people don't like us and don't everyone likes us cops. Yeah. yeah exactly I, yeah. I, I like cops are not workers when we talk about workers no. they are not workers they are class traitors like cops are yeah. uh technically the class, except state, like right? you know the the higher up cops but like they are, yeah they're the militarized arm of the state but like it's important to remember that cops defecting or cops quitting or like cops turning against the government has been a feature of previous uh uh insurrections against many states i'm not i'm not talking about um allying with cops who've quit here i'm just talking about cops quitting as a phenomenon is um a recognizable sign of a thing happening um but before we linger on that too long tim do you want to tell us about egypt Yeah, so Egypt
2: and India are forming a strategic partnership, or they have formed one, actually, Um, which is, like, something they've been talking about for a little while. Um, It's, yeah, so Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi has been talking to... Um, Indian Prime Minister Modi, Narendra Modi, well-known um, Hindu nationalist fucking neoliberal fascist Modi. This guy has, like, um, orchestrated massacres, Modi. He's a... Yeah, he's yeah, a, like, and he's, since he's got in, he's been kind of, like, undoing the democracy of India, um, making it kind of, like, like so the opposition party is just, like, getting stripped of everything. Even, like, their whole, like, parliament setup itself is, like, effectively being kind of, like, muted, so that uh him and his team can kind of just push through whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. And um, you know, like bills don't even get reviewed before being passed, all this kind of stuff. It's like it's yeah, it's wild. He's just consolidating power um over there. And um yeah, and and like I mean like people call him like, you know, like this kind of Trump figure, but I think he is a lot more um I think like he's massively underselling it to call him Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like he's way more effective. Trump didn't really have like a long-term plan. Uh-huh. He was just like floating on vibes and reacting to yeah. things as when they happen. But like Modi has like a long-term vision for India. Yeah. And he's like very steadily working towards it in ways that he knows are very um effective, not just within India, but for the outside world, you know, like to be yeah. um perceived by everyone and stuff. And yeah, it's like it's fucking wild. Um Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, obviously very tied in with Hindu nationalism, which is like fucking, you know, like, which is like really, really bad in in India at the moment. And the way that they push out on their kind of surrounding states is super fucked up. Um, But yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's like nationalism as like, uh, you know, like a project within India, like it's like he will happily kind of you know work with muslims outside of india you know like muslims in egypt and everything like that but um inside india uh yeah very anti-muslim everything from like um like demolishing old mosques like ancient mosques that have been there for centuries and everything and like um you know like even just like basically uh basically kind of uh, instigating like like anti-muslim pogroms and Mm. all kinds of stuff um and you know like this is a shit that he got kind of like recognition for you know this is a shit that he was doing that everyone was just like hell yeah this is what we need you know like this is like just open fascism basically but um anyway so these two countries india and egypt uh um making this agreement to support each other's like kind of they say political and security cooperation uh economic engagement and scientific collaboration cultural and p2p contracts regional and global developments which is just like they're basically just being like everything um but there's a huge focus of it is in um state security against terrorists or you know like radical insurrectionists they say um so which is like fucking wild and they're saying that um you know like the scope of this arrangement is unlimited you know like which is kind of unsettling when you're talking about security stuff but um yeah they're like literally talking about in the wording of this agreement they're talking about the um the abuse of cyberspace by extremist forces being a growing threat which is like fucking wild because it's like you know like i mean like i think basically they want to clamp down on um the internet being used by their their critics people that are organizing against them all this kind of stuff um yeah like the so it seems like an attempt to form a core of power that will primarily make it harder for indian citizens and egyptian citizens i would say um mm-hmm. who are unhappy with modi's hindu nationalist fascism to actually organize against his regime you know to um yeah like it's the kind of thing where it's like you know like if you want to be Critical of the government, it's often in a lot of places it's hard to be openly critical, yeah. you know. Um, especially when you're living under like this kind of government or whatever. So people often, you know, they
1: organize online. Online is like we can probably talk there. to we can probably talk to Maya about this as well. But like, there's a thing yeah, called absolutely. the uh, the 14 Eyes Agreement because it's like it's a it's a it's a human rights violation for a state to like surveil its own citizens yeah but like states often get together and just surveil each others and then report yeah, yeah, yeah. to each other's like law enforcements yeah um, we have an um, agreement yeah. over here that we're part of i think it's like the five eyes or whatever yes, like that yeah and yes, it's like
2: it. a lot of like commonwealth states or whatever spying on each other where um yeah. you know and yeah it's fucking it's it's so wild anyway um so yeah there's been a lot of um protests and strikes in india in the last few years um and so yeah it's um, there was yeah. So uh, just recently, the biggest one was that big one um, started initiated by the farmers that became the biggest one of the biggest strikes that the world has ever seen 250 million people where um Hmm. you know it was like organized one of the main organizers was like the communist party you know and there were like a whole bunch of communist marxist and anarchist groups all getting together and they were like literally saying like we want you know like we want a revolution like we want communism um yeah you know like whatever that means for them but um yeah so there is you know there is obviously resistance to this but yeah it's wild Modi is like super popular over there and he is very entrenched yeah. in the system and he's like you know uh working
1: to entrench himself further so all hmm.
0: right yeah. we're running
1: a little bit over uh we want to get our guests but Not Mule true. you want to yeah. quickly tell us the last thing
0: I'm going to whiz through this one Um so comrades of the show if you remember we had Kuda from Palestine action on back in 2022, uh, they did some amazing stuff. There was an engineering industry awards show uh, a couple of days ago, and they invaded the stage to shame Elbit Systems for their ongoing role Ugh. in Palestinian genocide. Extremely uh, so Really, really awesome. Can you imagine how yep. cringe it would be to work for a weapons manufacturer and be like, oh, we're g- going to go to the award show tonight. It's going to be great. Going to get an award for designing a bomb that kills millions of people. And oh no so... they're
1: pointing out that i
0: designed a bomb that kills millions of people <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. so super super base stuff from palestine yeah. action please 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 get involved with palestine action if you can amazing yeah. activists and comrades
1: And that's a new segment we're going to be doing uh, whenever we can to tell you what uh, people who've been on the show have been up to. So that's our comrades of the show. Uh, Also, check out the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash red underscore planet. I said that if people subscribe to it during the show, I would do a MLEM. I think one person just did, according to the Discord. So... Um, and now for the main for the main event, it's time. Uh, at the intersection of radical politics and modern technology, we're starting to see forms of protests and crimes that can be described in a technical term as cyberpunk as fuck. And today's guest is a shining example. Uh, Maya Crimew is a hacker and activist, a hacktivist, if you will. Notorious for, uh, first for a hack that gained control of over 150,000 security cameras, and now for leaking the TSA no-fly list with just her laptop and her trusty Sprigatito plushy bingle. Maya is gonna uh, <laughs> come on and tell us about its experiences with hacktivism, anarchism, and the World Wide web. Uh, do we have Maya?
4: you Maya, should have me yeah show. hi
1: hi i have Bingle Is that right bingo oh my god yeah oh i holy i bingo onto the show holy <laughs> fucking bingo amazing welcome to red
2: planet
5: <laughs> i'm happy to be here uh so, awesome yeah
2: how you doing today
5: i'm good uh i i was already like listening to music from like this uh music community i was a part of and they're currently running the 24-hour listening party stream so okay. I had to go out from
1: that and come here so but yeah oh I, yeah fish- thank you for pulling yourself away from, from <laughs> the <laughs> online rave for what us. you're saying well, is yeah. it better be
0: fucking worth it yeah yeah basically <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, um what is what is the twenty-four
2: hour rave in case anyone watching wants to check it out afterwards? Okay, it like so it is thing?
5: it is goop house. You can go to goop.watch to get to the twitch stream where that is running. And there's not only the music being played that was made during this week for goop week, but also various sets from cool big artists you might have heard before. It is like a hyper pop adjacent community. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah.
1: So um I think that I mean you you can do a good job of introducing what you do and what you've done I I guess but um I I did want to read some stuff from your wikipedia mm-hmm. just cuz I found it very very funny how it's written like a wiki well it is a wikipedia article yeah. but well, yeah I I'll mean, read it um, I mean that is
5: that is usually easier because there's a lot of stuff I can't really talk about myself so I'm honestly glad you're just going to do it that
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay well in that case um let me start with oh so i i this is a thing um is your um is your na- name pronounced as crime you because exactly, I, it's uh, it's it's a I portmanteau know. of crime and Mew, as in the cat noise, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that, I thought it might be that, but I thought it also might be crime and then a W, like, yeah. a, you know, a W for crime. Anyway, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, fine with, I'm fine with that in inter- interpretation, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your Wikipedia says, in July 2020, CrimeU posted source code from dozens of companies to a GitLab repository. On August 6, 2020, CrimeU uploaded more than 20 gigabytes of of Intel's proprietary data and source code to Mega. She obtained the data from another hacker who claimed to have breached Intel around May and described it as a first installment, which would be, uh, sorry, May 2020. Yeah, a first installment that would be followed by more leaks related to Intel. In, 20, in January, 2021, um, it was involved in a source code leak from Nissan stating that she acquired the, leak, the leaked code after learning from an anonymous source about a Bitbucket server that was set up with the default username and password, um, which, it's fucking based as hell but the, the the really funny one i really liked was um on march 8th 2021 a group of hackers including CrimeU, calling themselves apt 69420 arson cats gained super admin rights <laughs> 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 fucking based as hell uh in the network of vocada a cloud-based security camera company using credentials they found on the public internet the group had access to the network for 36 hours yay <laughs> <laughs> is that vocada's logo Yeah, that is a Mercado hat. They don't want me to have this, so let's not bring this up with them. (laughs) Uh, Fucking incredible. Um, They collected about five gigabytes of data, including live security camera footage and recordings from more than 150,000 cameras in places like a Tesla factory, a jail in Alabama, a Halifax Health Hospital, and residential homes. The group also accessed a list of Avocata customers and the company's private financial information and gained super user access to the corporate networks of Cloudflare and Okta through their Avocata cameras. CrimeU acted as the spokesperson for the group of hackers. Her Twitter account was suspended for violating Twitter's terms of service after she used it to share multiple screenshots of live security camera feeds. During the hack, prime tweeted what if we just absolutely ended surveillance capitalism in 2 days uh what if well, um maya that's an <laughs> yeah. interesting
0: question yeah. that that would have that been cool if it
5: worked out that way i mean that was obviously yeah. a hyperbole but like <laughs> still <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we, we love a little hyperbole while while hyping up shit that's about to happen. <laughs> worthwhile, <laughs> worth
0: worthwhile hyperbole, my eye. Yeah, so, I
5: mean, yeah. I mean, it could have worked out. Who knows?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, th- those are a couple stuff, of yeah. your your historic hacks. But do you do you want to tell us a bit about what you've been up to this week, or?
5: So yeah, right. The last few weeks, I don't even know how many weeks it's been at this point. (laughs) I've been on so many podcasts and so many interviews, I have completely lost track of time. But basically, I feel like this is kind of known to everyone at this point. uh, But uh, I stumbled upon a server of a local regional airline in the US uh, that contained like lots of crew data uh, access that would have technically allowed me to cancel flights or change flight crew, which obviously the dream of anyone who would want to uh, get their own people on a flight crew uh, for whatever reason. Uh, So yeah, and uh, I don't know, I got a little silly with it, uh, and we digged around and what what we found, and suddenly we found these like three cool files, Uh, nofly.csv, selectd.csv, and also employeeinformation.csv, which is notable, at least in some ways. But yeah, basically uh, for testing uh, their system, which checks whether any of their employees are on the no-fly list, uh, which is important because you need to make sure that your janitors in your office are are in no way ever connected to terrorism uh, because that is very important to airline security, I guess. Uh, But basically, uh, yeah, they check all their employees against no-fly and to test the system locally because there are no automated tests they had files committed to their code repository uh which were copies of the twenty nineteen no fly list from t s a uh redacted to only include names but still it's it's a copy of the no fly list uh which yeah for the first time now is accessible to
1: various researchers and journalists and yeah that's wild as hell um yeah, and totally. you you have had uh you've been you've been in touch with a bunch of journalists over this i saw you uh sharing screenshots of you interacting with the daily mail um <laughs> which they did yeah. still publish their article on it but um yeah they
5: they, 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 they somehow I, I find that found their approach interesting i've let now like for a few years whenever a big thing happened and whenever like right-wing racks reach out i do give them a statement but absolutely not what they want they usually like tell them to suck my dick or whatever oh um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but basically usually they are just like we reached out for comment and never received a response which is obviously <laughs> bullshit but the daily, Ma- the, the, the daily mail just quoted me from some other article and pretend that they never reached out uh because like they first reached out i was like no you work for the daily mail fuck you suck my dick uh, this is on record by the way you're allowed to quote this uh, <laughs> uh, and then i got a reply back saying that uh i only have the best intentions uh with th- with a typo uh within like two seconds i got the reply that <laughs> they have good intentions uh, with a typo in it so i immediately corrected her typo and replied to her again and after that i just got ignored and five minutes later the article was up so i think they just gave up on and getting for, a statement
1: from. and also, full of errors the record, record, right so like the, record, the, yeah. the daily Heil, the the shining bastion of journalism as ever
5: yeah for for, for the record uh I don't give a shit about typos. Like I typo like every other sentence. It's just really funny when you pretend to be a really good journalist and stuff, <laughs> and then also typo things. Uh, d- yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I don't care about formal writing at all. I, the I journalist. I write back to journalists in all lowercase. I don't. I don't That's care. the thing. That's
0: the thing about the journalists at the Daily Mail. They're never actually trained to be journalists because yeah. what they're doing is they're training to be politicians.
5: Yeah, I
1: mean. Yeah. yeah
0: true actually
1: true um speaking of politicians uh maya so so what you've done with the with the no fly list this week that's one extremely cyberpunk event that we're witnessing maybe it's heralding a new cyberpunk era of crimes that we're moving into um the other uh the other main event being the assassination of shinzo abe with a with a homemade shotgun uh do, do you your feelings about shinzo abe do you do you, have, do you have a feeling about the cyberpunk world that you're launching us into with your actions I Will mean, you take responsibility I mean, for the cyberpunk future? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I mean, I feel, like, I feel like I partially have to take responsibility in a way for, like, the rebirth of hacktivism. I don't want to brag about this, but, like, it's kind of weird how, like, well, it lines up with me kind of bringing back hacktivism and leaktivism. And I'm glad about that because, like, it is, like, pretty much exactly a decade after everyone got fucking arrested for doing shit. Uh, way back when uh when when anonymous was still relevant uh, <laughs> uh oh. that that yeah, that is old sign i know uh but like i'm not to say that they can't get relevant again uh but like um i'm just glad that we're, we're bringing hacktivism back big time and especially that this time we somehow have a good public image which i'm still surprised by uh <laughs> by my ability to do communications but um well I'm 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 glad I got to do that somehow so
2: <laughs> amazing amazing so um yeah like I mean I think like so what Soph was saying about this kind of like rise of this kind of like you know like this cyberpunk kind of thing where it's like you know all the stuff that we read these like little you know like whatever William Gibson short stories about in like the early 90s like this is literally just what's happening now like perhaps you know all those stories that were ways. set in
1: 2023 yeah exactly <laughs>
2: yeah, right Or yeah. well, like some of them set in like just the year 2000 and we're just like what the fuck um <laughs> you know like yeah wasn't wasn't it recently like roy batty's birthday or some shit like just weird shit like that anyway um so yeah i mean obviously like surveillance capitalism is like a huge thing like that's i mean we've talked about it a bit on stream here about how it's like you know, like probably one of I like personally, I th- think that it's probably one of the biggest issues that people should be kind of grappling with at the moment. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure yeah. about how much. Like, how would you explain surveillance capitalism to just like a layman, like someone that's that I, is inf- unfamiliar with the concept?
5: I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, with with like the main scary thing about surveillance capitalism is that we're being sold the idea that paying to surveil ourselves is somehow cool. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like that. At the, at the end of the day, you pay. To get yourself surveilled by, like, like, for example, if you get a ring camera uh, from Amazon, our l- a lovely little uh, startup company, uh, and, and put Or it even on a your ring drone, door, drone now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, yeah you drone. Put that
5: and you, especially with ring cameras at your front door, those are automatically hmm. shared with your police yeah. in the US. If you are in the US yeah. and you own a ring camera, like, please fucking smash that thing. Like, your cops can access that without your consent. Uh, yeah. And, and in the that, UK
1: as well, I've I've, I've known yeah, cases. I'm pretty where sure.
5: It's I'm pretty sure the UK also has partnerships, just less than the US. I'm pretty sure in the US they like it's pretty much warrantless at this point, uh. where it's just automatically shared if something happens in your neighborhood and it's obviously all in the uh, service of neighborhood safety. But the problem with that is that your neighbors falling for for this idea of self surveillance also gets you surveilled like like Mm -hmm. you you are being you're being like the the self the problem of self-surveillance is that you're not making it isn't just for yourself but for your community and for your family or just just for the people around you and that's like that's what's fucked up about it is that you are putting so many people at risk for a tiny bit of convenience Uh, especially like especially so much of like the smart tech that surveils you doesn't solve a problem you couldn't solve in other ways and and i'm not even like objecting to like smart things as a whole thing like you can have like open source home automation and that's cool as hell like home automation is is rad like 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 you can do cool shit like i have smart lights they're just not connected to the internet yeah like it's 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 a convenience and i get that but it's just like obviously capitalism turns it into this thing where you at the end of the day don't only pay with your money but also like with your freedom because we live in a fucking dystopia yeah Yeah. and a lot of people don't
2: realize how a lot of those devices um not just like uh, you know connected to the internet but they're also like super vulnerable right which is like a vulnerability that you know like that yeah, hackers it's, it's, out there are often known to exploit, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, same again. I, the example for that again is also Ring once again. Uh, we now at this point have fucking package thieves hacking your cameras to disable them so they can <laughs> steal was. your packages. That's like, the, that's like the level of sophistication we've come to with petty thieves. Uh, shout out petty thieves, by the way. Uh, but like... <laughs> <laughs> like like i don't know survive can get your shit i don't know I, yeah as long as, yeah but but uh i don't know it's it's just it's just stupid uh how much you're putting out there i don't know like sometimes the convenience can be worth it but i feel like it's just worth thinking about the like trade-offs you're making and especially who you're putting at risk if it's yeah. only yourself you're putting at risk like i don't give a shit like 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 yeah. like if you have a well, google home in your apartment and and don't have your friends over ever. Like, I don't really care. Like, well, like, I, I, like I do. The, I, yeah. the
1: thing that I always say, firstly, uh, shout out to Mule for joining in on the hacker aesthetic of the episode. Thank you, Mule. Um, but I also um I, I'm feeling uh, underdressed now.
0: <laughs> You're—I mean—you're the authentic hacker.
4: Here. We're, the we're only hacker. doing
5: this. To <laughs> Everyone else
0: is trying way too hard. We're,
4: we're LARPing. <laughs> we're yeah, LARPing.
5: I—I was gonna put on my cool golf outfit. I put on a picture
1: of on Twitter the other day, but I was just too lazy. I—I
5: I did a lazy day today, so I'll say I'm oh,
1: authentic. I'm authentically nice. a cat girl, or I wouldn't own these ears. But like yeah. the. The the hacker <laughs> aesthetic is a is a lot. Um the thing I always say about surveillance is like if you think it's okay for you to be surveilled, you think the thing that's surveilling you is morally correct. Like because yeah. because like you can't imagine a situation where you would want to do stuff that would rebel against the thing that's surveilling you. Because you're you're okay with being surveilled. Because like by definition, if you're being surveilled, you can't do fucking shit that's like actively planning to, you know, oppose. Yeah. The thing that's surveilling you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's like like there's it's perfectly possible for these companies to manufacture these devices that aren't accessible to police or you know whatever. Yeah, it's like it, it would yeah. be
5: easy, but like it pays more to like <laughs> yeah, exactly give into right. the state. I don't know yeah. like, like that's why I find it important because a lot of people are like yeah but like this is just like this company what of first of all that is already a stupid sentence on its own but like <laughs> uh, because oh it's just google or oh it's just amazon <laughs> it's yeah by itself a google sentence. who like
1: but, changed their motto to no longer be don't be evil
5: <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> but like just just from the fact alone that the data can be separated and everything like you you are already not safe even if they don't have direct partnerships with cops but all of yeah. the big tech companies have multiple partnerships with cops they have all the dod contracts anyone could ever want because yep. like those pay like like that's the thing like the main thing i know from friends working in us tech is that i get it that as us company the main thing you want is government contracts because you can just get a 10 year contract where you don't do shit uh, and you just get paid like it, it pays for like seventy percent of your company, and you you can just budget that for the next ten years. So like, yeah. I, I obviously everyone has government contracts. You would be stupid not to take them, right? And I assume that's like the same thing like in the UK and pre, pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it doesn't make sense not to take government contracts. Like, and and the thing is, you don't get these contracts if you don't court the government elsewhere. Like, it's just yeah.
2: Yeah. We have um a, a thing going on down here in New Zealand that's like um you can get it's like a grant from like the government or from the police or whatever to um to help secure your business. And um, so there's been this in the news, like lately, everyone's being terrified of Ram rates, you know, people driving cars into businesses and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, statistically, like there's been no surge in this kind of behavior or anything like that, but they're just pushing it because it's kind of like this hot thing and like everyone's scared of it. So um, the thing is, so you can apply for one of these grants to secure your business. You can get like, um, you know, like a little bit of money or whatever like that. And if you, if you're like you own a dairy, like a little, you know, like a little corner store or whatever, and you're like, okay, I want to get some bollards in at the front, you know, like little concrete bollards to stop the cars from crashing into the window, they, they'll they just deny you. They'll be like, no, like, you yeah, know, yeah. We, can't, we won't give you a couple hundred bucks or whatever to do that. But if you apply for a massive grant to get security cameras, they'll do it straight away because um, part of the arrangement is that any surveillance device, the police will have access to it. So all of these businesses around the place now all of a sudden just have all these security cameras that are accessible to the police because they're like, well, well, I couldn't get the other stuff and this was the only thing that would get approved, you know, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they sell it to you. And I mean, this is, like, also kind of pushed by, like, you know, the police cooperating with the media and, you know, the whole, like, manufacturing consent thing where they're talking about, like, oh, all these people are terrified that, you know, people are going to ram-raid their business and all this kind of stuff. And it's, like, all just feeds back to these, um, yeah, like, and I mean, these contracts to install this stuff get all the set up, these uh, lucrative contracts in themselves, you know, it's, like, yeah yeah so i mean a lot of people think like oh that's just like an american thing or whatever that wouldn't affect us down here but it's like it absolutely does like everywhere in the world
1: people just think that surveillance is like a hypothetical question but it's not like it's so real and has such serious impacts like uh, i think that london is the most is the second most surveilled city in the world and like when you move around central London, it's easier to find blind spots there where where you where you aren't being surveilled than it is to try and like count every surveillance camera. Like I've done this as a yeah. as a little thought ex- like you know exercise. It's just like if I if I if I can tell that there's nothing looking at me, I'll count that. And I you anyway, know, and I do it and it's like half a dozen places if I'm like out all day. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's crazy. And the thing about London is also that they have facial recognition
5: everywhere. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, by the way, if you put a source code for that software on the internet, you get an email from the NCSC the next day. Uh, That is just a funny little anecdote. Uh, How do you
4: know? (laughs) (laughs) How do you know?
1: (laughs) In the UK, we had like a a, a reality show where people had to like try and run from the government. uh, And like every single time it was just like they lasted about two hours. And there was like one person who lasted longer because he just like dug a hole and just, like, fucking hid in the woods. <laughs> and it's just, like, we have, we have an actual, like, media the culture celebrating how yep. surveilled we are. It's, it's, it's wild. Uh, but in short, like, I agree that surveillance is, like, the most important thing we can um, kind of unite around because we should all be extremely opposed to it.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it, like, feeds into, like, so many other things, right? You know, like, yeah, I mean, it's just connected to so many issues around yeah, like, I mean, it's like literally like how we live our lives. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's So pervasive.
5: Yeah. So, someone asked in chat about smartphones and how much of a concern they are. I am not like a expert in that area, but like they're definitely also concerned, but kind of less because in a way, smartphones are a secure platform. It just depends on what you do with them uh but it's it's kind of ironic how purely on a hardware level Google Pixels are the safest smartphones out there if you run specific custom software on oh, them I got one. because <laughs> like because like uh that Google actually makes really good hardware that is really secure yeah. because Google cares about their shit not getting hacked like the thing about smartphones and stuff is that it is in generally especially since most of this is US tech it is generally in US interest for their citizens not to get hacked by other governments So uh, the thing I always say about stuff like smartphones is that, I don't know. It depends on who your enemy is. If you have beef with the US, it you, you we've we all beef with the US. Yeah. If you have beef with China, you are probably fine with a US smartphone. If you have beef with the US, you're probably fine with your Huawei phone. Uh it it's just <laughs> like it's it's a balance act. I feel like I yeah. feel like that is often like that. Is, I always get a question. So is using Huawei phones in Europe bad? And I just come to the conclusion. I mean, I wouldn't support them. They're a shitty company. They're a mega tech corporation like any yeah. other. But you're not going to be less secure using that than something else. Like inherently, yeah. Uh, it's just your adversaries change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think like, I feel data... like I feel like that's something people often forget when they're threat modeling is, especially with tech. Is like it kind of depends who manufactures what you use. And I'm not saying, oh, you're secure just because you use the Chinese tech because the, it's not, they don't, they have the back and not, not like your European or US government. It's just like a, a thought experiment I like making because, yeah, obviously yeah. Huawei isn't going to give NSA their, like, keys or whatever, so. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the bigger thing with smartphones is Mark Fisher's incredibly, like, old man yells at cloud take that's like, uh, that, like, we let our entire communication be mediated by capital like we have to have a product that like is how we just talk to each other but like we yeah. can just fucking we could just talk to each other but like we we let everything be these like this this product with like manufactured obsolescence and like yeah it's 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 its You're own thing t-
2: to the um tone. it's a pervasive method.
1: fucking mode yeah we got to <laughs> We got to go back Cup to and the string gang. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is exactly like
5: the fear around on TikTok. Like TikTok collects a shit ton of data, but from yeah. all I have seen, from all I have analyzed, and I have decompiled TikTok, I have de- de- decompiled other apps, they do not collect more data than Facebook. They collect the exact same data. They, yeah. they, they have the same kinds of recommender algorithms. It's just the format that makes it seem spookier because it's short videos, so you very quickly see the things uh, it recommends yeah. to you the youtube algorithm does about the same well enough job but on tiktok if you see something that doesn't interest you it's like two seconds and you already forgot that it showed you something you don't care about on youtube Huge. it's like a 10 minute video and you're like what the fuck are you showing me this for <laughs> but like yeah. but like uh at the end of the day like tiktok isn't evil i mean they are but like they're not more evil than like facebook yeah, or, yeah. or like 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 most manufactured
1: like outrages about chinese companies it's like they're the same as us companies
5: yeah they do the exact same shit they're just doing it for a different government like yeah yeah Uh, Yeah, and and everything that feels kind of weird about tiktok and like user experience it's just because it comes from a different culture where people have different like user experience expectations
1: so it's. uh, I want to quickly say uh, to the chat, uh, we will have a Q&A section at the end and we will log the quest- any questions you ask throughout for mm-hmm. Maya uh, to, to do Q&A at the end. So you don't need to... You, you can ask them now, cool. but we'll log them and, and we'll yeah, read them yeah. out to her that, at the end. That is good um, to know for me as well.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Okay.
4: But
5: Maya,
3: um, if you see a question that you like, really want to answer, feel free. Yeah,
5: yeah like of this, like this, this, just, this just really fit into the conversation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so. I but we agree. also
3: like so, to um, maintain this stream to be like one where chat is very subservient to us. Like We're on camera, <laughs> <laughs> their chat. So if they fit with their question and have to wait to the end, it really does reinforce that hierarchy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. That's what
0: we want. <laughs> so we um. So we're talking about
1: surveillance capitalism. Uh, so should we include in our understanding of surveillance capitalism the way that uh, big data is sold, um, and the way that people's data is like uh, f- a commodity? I feel like I feel like the idea that data is the new oil that is such a, first of all, it's a
5: stupid idea. Because, oh yeah, it's a terrible. Yeah, comparison. But like it, it's a terrible comparison. But you can't just see thing that is making lots of money and be like this is the new oil that is just like not how the world works but hogs are the new oil
1: i don't know i i don't know i love i,
5: I love being a neoliberal think tank but like thinking so much but only having like two catchphrases but uh
1: the think is big but the tank is small
5: yeah exactly yeah.
1: Also, Um,
5: shout out out to all the neoliberal uh us versus china conflict think tanks who reached out to me to get the no fly list no thank you i am not interested in neoliberal war (laughs) mongering what
4: (laughs) What?
5: wow wow but 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 yeah i feel like big data does also kind of fall into the same idea of just data being well like like the the whole idea of big data being like the thing and paying off first of all it doesn't even it it isn't even real like people are just using up storage and that's costing a lot of money like of course a lot of data like is worth a lot but uh I feel like just the idea of big data being this big new thing is also just resulting in companies collecting lots of data they would never even consider collecting ever before just because yeah. they're like yeah this will be like worth a lot of money in like two years or whatever <laughs> uh yeah. and, and, and so so they and that's the obvious like, shit the US government or any other government can just knock on their door i always use the US government as an example because they're the world police and <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah um so i uh i thought we could have a bit of a discussion about the politics of the internet and online spaces because i uh it's a big topic of interest for me and um a lot of the time the like discourses on social media are considered to be like the where the politics is happening like people are arguing on twitter and uh i i I don't think that's where the politics is happening i think that like firstly there's the offline left infinitely more politics happening there than anywhere else uh then there's like yeah like stuff that you're doing uh for example right like hacktivism and leaktivism is like a, a lot more of a real um politics of the internet than um than uh yeah than just like yeah arguing on social media. Um for example, like the idea of the internet as the commons that we're currently experiencing like an enclosure of 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 those commons, right? Um because yeah. more and more like it's just I, a few big companies that own everything.
5: I already find the idea of the internet being a commons in any place in the last like almost 20 years really funny to me because yeah, it it takes you like five minutes of looking into how the internet works, into how things are structured, to realize that you are using a US service.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. You, you
5: are <laughs> using something that is controlled by the US. That, that yeah. all, basically all domain names and all IPs are controlled by two N- N- NGOs yep. that are owned by the US government. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, just like the G- just like GPS belongs to the US yes. Army. Yeah, exactly. But uh, which is just interesting to me already is that this is this whole decentralized system, all the like few control, they're, they're all c- always consortiums, like like they, they, it's always like various stakeholders, but they're all yeah. suspiciously based out of the US and, and partially owned by the US government. Uh, I'm not even gonna bring up the stupid point of the internet was invented by DARPA because that is not like that is not even worth discussing anymore because it has like gone far beyond that. But uh-huh. but that is always my favorite counter argument when I bring up about how like Boston Dynamics is bad is when people are well the internet was also funded by DARPA so if, do you think the internet is bad? And I think it is. I <laughs> mean,
1: I think it's a very um, like user. How do I say this? Like it's the perspective of of, of like social media users and nor- kind of normal normy users of the internet to talk about the internet as being so so free at any point. I think, in, in my opinion, yeah. like I. Um, I mean. The, the internet definitely used to be more free when more yes. things were
5: just hosted we can on see random it's IP addresses. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and where people were actually using usenet, which like yeah. like that was a different that was that was a different word, but it was always like a small part of the internet. Like I yeah. was always like subculture. of the internet. I, and that the one time where the internet itself really was uh like decentralized it was a subculture it wasn't like yeah. this thing everyone used that is like super mm-hmm. anachronistic as an idea yeah, yeah. i remember we like think of it as like... up
2: specific like bulletin boards and shit like that and it was like yeah just like hosted <laughs> by some guy you know this is like, like yeah yeah i mean
0: yeah. like
2: this is like in the 90s and <laughs> shit like that and it was like it felt like like a frontier you know like it felt yeah. like um like it, it, yeah it was like this weird thing and you would go to school and you'd be like yeah it's like fucking playing a you know like playing a mud, <laughs> like a multi-user dungeon like on some just like literally dialing up some dude's server with like Incredible. Know, a couple dozen other people or whatever and it's like this was like as big as the internet felt like it could get at the time you know <laughs>
5: yeah I'm, i mean i am glad we're we're moving more towards like decentralized things again and people hosting hmm. their own thing but we are at a point where we're still all at hands of the u.s government like just look yes. at copyright enforcement on the internet yeah if absolutely. you you can host something on a russian server that does not pertain to the u.s at all and if they think that you are breaking u.s copyright law they will he's sending you a shit ton of legal emails they do not care whether you are american whether you are posting shit in the u.s if they don't like what you do and you are on the internet the u.s will take care of it this is also illustrated very well in in my um indictment where the u.s very explicitly says no borders no nations which is very cool of them but uh, if it were to apply to <laughs> everyone, wow, but, they, mean, one, is. but they mean, the, they mean the, one nation, you know, <laughs> yeah, but the, exactly. But FBI has no nations, fun, fun little statement. Uh, I can't quote it exactly. Uh, wait, actually, I can give me one sec. Uh, <laughs> I can quote the exact statement that they did. Wow, the DOJ the, the website updated that's cool. Uh, a cyber criminal could be anywhere in the world thanks to our foreign partnerships international borders won't provide a heaven for their illegal activities said Donald Foray FBI special agent in charge of Seattle this indictment demonstrates the FBI's commitment to working with our partners around the globe to disrupt and dismantle criminal enterprises that target Americans and their businesses they do yeah. not give a shit where you are as long as yeah. you're in the internet you're an honorary US citizen uh, except yeah. without all the protections from their surveillance and whatever yeah but, the Imperial
0: yeah. core, right? It's the walled world. Like, as long as yeah. you're in that uh, and, alliance of countries, you're fucked. Uh, and that's also why I keep bringing up the
5: US as an example, because fundamentally, as long as you're a person that exists and does politics on the internet, the only one that's really going to care is the US government. And yeah. for some reason, the FBI, which doesn't make sense, because they're like supposed to only care about the US internal
1: things, right? Uh, yeah. But they, I mean, but they care because it's a, because the internet is practically a US domestic product, as you're saying, like they care because it's happening on, on their thing, the internet. It's crazy that we think that it's such a global thing. It's literally like World Wide web, but like, even if we just think about like the people who have access to um, information technology at all, like it's massively disproportionate and like the English speaking internet is massively disproportionate to the English speaking world. Like we think that it's so global and it's just not.
5: Yeah. And that's that's also like why I like not not I'm not going to actually defend imperialist aspect of this. But when you hear about things like Russia breaking off from the Internet and wanting to cut off, that makes Uh sense as like their country's interest, because the Internet is a U.S. asset. And it's always like U.S. media that is like, oh, no, they're cutting themselves off from this worldwide thing. And that's just not how that that works. No, with like <laughs> the Great Firewall of China, it 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 gives them control back that they, in a way, should have. Like, not that they should have that on their own, but like that in yeah. a way it shouldn't be in the hands mm-hmm. of only mm-hmm. the U.S.
3: That's a really w- interesting point. That's so really interesting
5: like we like 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 I, I geopolitically I understand why they're doing this. I am not defending the imperialist thing of cutting
1: off your citizens from the rest <laughs> of the world. Yeah, but like. Uh, but it it is all an exercise in digital american imperialism like yes. i um we already mentioned the the 14 eyes agreement or tim was saying about the five eyes agreement earlier could you talk about that at all because i feel like you would give a more detailed thing than i, any I of don't
5: us know that much about it because i'm okay. not very involved in countries that have anything to do with that i'm just a swiss girl in this tiny ass fucking country <laughs> okay okay fair <laughs> but but like i just generally want to say like once again about like generally u.s imperialism like when we're already talking about legal shit the u.s Hmm. if you want an economic agreement with the u.s which as a government you want because otherwise they will sanction you you also get a legal agreement with the U.S., which means an extradition agreement. That's why the U.S. Yeah. has extradition agreements with everyone. They force it onto you because they're like, "Oh, you want this economic agreement with us, which we didn't need before, but we now suddenly need, or we will sanction yeah. you for some reason." You also need this thing, which will let us like just uh, enforce our laws on 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 your people, and that's like a whole thing. Like that—that that is yeah. why, except for like three countries. And like the other two big ones, which is like China and Russia, which except for like five countries, every every single country on this planet has a legal agreement with the U.S. that lets them uh, just, yeah, just charge people in, in those places and uh, extradite them.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like the, um, it's the, it's the legal equi- or policing equivalent to like structural adjustment policies. Like yeah. you have to agree to this in order to not, be an enemy of the u.s it's like the u.s loves to think of itself like rome <laughs> it's actually closer to like ancient greece with the, the delian league like an agreement uh, 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 um an alliance between nations but actually like if you're not in the alliance you will get invaded
5: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it it literally is that like if you don't get get a like yeah and that that then also explains why countries cut themselves off because you get cut off by the u.s it's not yeah. really your choice whether like you want to get sanctioned or not if you don't yeah. want if you don't want u s law to be enforceable on your territory, you are going to get sanctioned. That is how the world works. Uh, and like that's that's the funny thing. Like, what what I, I'm not going to say a lot about this because it pertains like my legal situation, and I can't say sure. a lot about this. But what I've heard from various comment sections where people who used to work for the Swiss DOJ have talked about it is that they don't expect much to come from my case because the U.S. doesn't do shit whenever Switzerland asks for something but immediately expect Switzerland to do everything because it's a mutual legal agreement. At the end of the day, US gives you this thing of like, well, you can also have a little bit of something, but like, obviously they're like the bigger ones or whatever they say goes. But, yes, but it doesn't,
2: Switzerland has a policy that they won't extradite someone right. without their own permission, right? Like the person has to be citizens. like, yeah, if, if you're oh, not citizens. a citizen, oh, they will okay.
5: extradite you immediately unless you have like, a <laughs> yeah. really good reason uh, or they would get uh, bad image problems. The thing with Switzerland is yeah. anything that is bad for their image is either against the law or they will just pretend it is. Uh, so uh that 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 is how our government operates yeah. because we're like a small country that is entirely dependent on everyone thinking we're the good guys but actually we're like living in a surveillance health state
1: but yeah uh, uh yeah chat please note uh, note whenever it comes up a distinction between uh what like what the rights of citizens are and what the rights of everyone else are because whenever the state fucking offers you anything it's offering it you as a citizen and then like yeah if you're not a citizen you don't get it including rights um i was going to say um so I, I i don't have a take i've heard a take uh that i don't know if i agree with uh no i would say i, I would say I'm, I'm immediately suspicious of um it's a it's a take about like crypto and i don't know if you have big thoughts on crypto but i i've heard some some like leftists i know who are basically like It's a shame that leftists are so against crypto because of the environmental implications, because it has power as something that like um, evades like the surveillance of, of, of capital. I have difficult feelings about this because in some way I somewhat agree and it's
5: what has been allowing me to survive in a way. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's also what like uh, allows me to get medication I need for my survival. Uh, um, right, same for lots of trans people. But totally. uh, t- in general, I feel like I I, I am anti crypto because I'm anti money. Uh, but like yeah. uh, I am not more anti crypto than I am against traditional money uh, mm. because that doesn't make sense. Because like I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of the focus of the left being Put onto hating this thing that isn't very relevant in the grand scheme of things instead of thinking about fiscal policy in general. It's just kind of distracting from this whole issue of bings in general like i i'm obviously like have a problem with the whole environmental impact and i don't hmm. give a shit about your shit coin and i will not like come on to your podcast about nfts but like <laughs> but, but but i'm like, not trying to the- make you a hero of the crypto sphere here <laughs> no i i get that but but at the but at the end of the day i i feel like i feel like there's bigger monetary issues we should focus on rather than feeding the at the end of the day thing that is beneficial to like national banks and and yeah. like the thing I I feel like I feel like it's a very nuanced issue and I'm trying to give you my complicated and nuanced take of um it makes sense for some mutual aid especially to countries that are sanctioned by most of the West and it makes sense for uh for mutual aid to people who are under investigation it makes sense for things like that uh mm. but 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 obviously like It's, it's at the end of the day still like a capitalist bullshit idea, uh, but that is, but that is fundamentally because it's a like monetary system and not because it's like, like a lot of people start focusing on, oh, this is, this is a capitalist scam because like some people do this like as a joke and to make money immediately when, when that's the same thing that is like with money in general. And the the problem with it being capitalist, is just that it is money. Like, yeah. I've I've said before, I I, I think that
1: like crypto is uh, speed running capitalism and its economic decline. Like it's completely. And yeah, I mean, like you're saying, the issues with crypto are mostly the issues with capital, but with this added environmental burden of mining yeah
3: yeah and the and the idea that it's somehow not doing those things it keeps advertising oh. that it's like so not that it's so yeah, not yeah. that you need to invest because it's yeah, so not is, the thing that it totally is you know
5: that is obviously bullshit. but like it does give like for certain things more privacy if you use like okay things i will not be advertising any type of any crypto on here uh so i will not be giving you any names of anything uh <laughs> but but like but like i i feel like sometimes i almost feel like talking about only the environmental of impact of crypto is just like a weird psyop from banks this is this is an absolutely insane conspiracy theory i <laughs> don't take this to no, absolutely in it, but, but like, theories, but like in, instead of talking about how this is bad for being capitalist we are we as leftists are talking about this because it's bad for the environment and nothing else And any other take that you bring up is kind of shut down with, yeah, but this is bad for the environment, which isn't true of everything, like not to defend crypto, but that is objectively not true of all crypto. Uh So that is like not a like that is not a take that works which you can already see with everything swapping to even like to to proof of stake which is inherently more capitalist because you need yeah. money to get the money like yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> which, which like which like to as a leftist be like this is only bad because of the environmental impact it's just you are giving up so much of like a good argument you could be making about fiscal systems uh <laughs> yeah it, so, I, I just find it sad that instead of debating money in general and adding on top that this is even worse because of the impact it has on other things. Yeah. We are just debating it as if that's like the only issue ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, so yeah, you would was... basically you you uh while we're not uh advertising uh red planet coin, the new leftist <laughs> cryptocurrency. Um we um you would agree with the kind of the the basic part of the take, which is like people can use this to do leftist things. Um, and we can all be aiming for the abolition of money. Um, but like, like in the short term, you could, you could use this to like, get I, I, some I stuff like done.
5: yeah, like I'm not going to advocate for it, but, but it has helped me through shit and it has helped me access things I otherwise couldn't. And it has helped yeah. me su- survive fundamentally and be able to pay my rent. And yeah. at the end of the day that that means something and anyone trying to shut that down with arguments about how i'm now being bad uh for wanting to survive is fundamentally not like but like yeah. i don't know no, i feel I mean, like i yeah. feel like it's just a way more nuanced issue that people make it out to be which is so true of like everything ever but
1: yeah <laughs> that's cool um thanks for answering that i, I appreciate it. it's a difficult one um yeah i uh what was i gonna say oh yeah so I, I i'm quite curious about like you uh have kind of emphasized the uh the low techness of your uh your your hacks over mm-hmm. the years um and i was i was curious about like people who are kind of interested in hacking um like what kind of the i i guess some of the i appreciate that there are legal issues <laughs> uh, about what you can discuss but i um i'm curious about like people who are curious about hacking uh they they kind of are curious about the the scene um you like got the the tsa no-fly list with your laptop like what's the like how ha- do people i guess i'm just asking about people who want to get started with hacking really like if okay, you have so advice to them
5: <laughs> i get this question a lot and at the end of the day my answer partially because of how i learn stuff um partially just because of what i can really say is that just Uh stay curious and keep digging into things and if you're curious how something works just try to figure it out like stay stay persistent and stay curious that is honestly the best advice i can give and that's just generally true of like anything you might want to learn uh but i feel like curiosity is especially important with things like hacking uh and also being persistent because you're not going to find anything for the longest time but
1: Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely um Sorry, that was a great answer, and it knocked my next question out of my head. Does everyone? Any other question for Maya?
2: I a... that little meme of like the, the, the guy digging the diamonds, and then it's like he turns <laughs> yeah. around just before the, the before the diamonds. <laughs> yeah,
5: it's <like> yeah. literally <laughs> me in <laughs>
0: Minecraft every day. No,
5: no, not ninety percent not of gambling addicts quit quit before they hit big. Uh,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kira, what was your question for Maya?
3: Oh, my, mine is like super super vague, but I'm just like I just want to know like how. You became like so based and cool, just like a cool base person, <laughs> good um, very vague, but like you're very cool yeah. and based and and I want to know I how, like... how that happened.
5: <laughs> I feel like a lot of that is also just like curiosity about the world and realizing how fucked up everything is. Uh, I, and I don't know, I feel like being queer helps a lot with mm-hmm. radicalization and like any way uh, that you could go in uh, because uh-huh. like the world fucking hates you. <laughs> Uh, and and yeah yeah
0: there's yeah. this is this is, yeah. this is yeah. something um, that i say, i'm 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 writing in my next video which is basically like i think a lot of people don't understand that when you're marginalized in some way you get very very aware very very quickly yeah. about the massive things not just like the 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 you know the baseline systemic oppression but also like the huge things like the yeah. big questions and stuff like for yeah. example why are we here? Like, what's going on? And you know, we sort of see. That's. I think that's why. Like, I know. I know a lot of people who've become very nihilist. Um, you know, as a result of that. And I think that you can either become nihilist bad or nihilist good, which is like, okay, nothing means anything. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Everything's shit. We might as well do something about it, or might as well do nothing about it. And I think mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that's really a, a lot more prescient for for queer people. It's standpoint epistemology. Like. Yeah.
3: I think Hacker yeah, Moon makes a really good points.
1: I and I, I feel like what also
5: like got me to the point where I'm at now is just repression. Like I don't know. I I I, I that's the funniest thing about like repression state repression especially international state repression even more so as there's almost no way for that to not radicalize you like i don't yeah. know like 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 if this if, if you do your thing and have fun and the state comes and beats you up for it are you gonna stop doing that thing or are you gonna get angry at the state yeah like this is i was telling I, you I'm, DMs I'm, about
1: that like uh helicopter like police helicopter following me to my house yeah. and I, that, that was literally when i was like okay I'm going to read more about surveillance because this is not okay.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, because I don't know, like, it's fucked up. And, and it makes you realize that, no, like, the thing I'm doing and the thing that I'm fighting for is apparently considered bad. But yeah. that makes you think. And then you realize, wait, well, no, I'm doing something good. I am fighting for yeah. something good. So I think the other thing might be the bad thing. Like, the <laughs> government, the, I, I, I feel like the government might
1: be the problem, not mm-hmm. me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you decided to hack the planet. Yeah, very basic. Yeah. <laughs> like the planet.
3: Uh, as an American, oh, I would say as an American, it as an American, it really does uh, drive me up the wall. How like you? Would, I, I would hope that people would have that reaction to like the obviously over the top fascist state we have here, um, but it's sometimes lacking. So it's it's nice to see when it does radicalize people because sometimes I, it, like, I, I lose my shit here, you know?
5: I feel I like was... you can also just get very normalized to it if it, like, oh, keeps yeah, happening. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you can also just be like, look, this is shit, but this is just how things are. Yeah, I we just like, live in yeah, shit and like, like, it's
3: not that bad because it's always shit. But like, so like have...
5: what Moelle said, with, with like, <laughs> you either turn nihilist good or nihilist bad and one of mm-hmm. you is yeah, yeah, just yeah. yeah, drifting up and accepting that this is how the world is, I guess
1: there are two wolves inside of you and their boyfriends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one's right. nice, is good, that one's is bad. Um, one's gay and
3: the other gay, yeah. Yeah, guys. no, that
1: hyper-normalization <laughs> is, I think it's, like, pervasive.
2: Yeah, I mean, in so many different ways, whether it's, like, security culture or, you know, like, I mean, all like, kinds yeah. of stuff. I, I of feel like that's level.
5: how you often end up with, like, the very European take of cops are bad in the US, but good uh-huh. here. Yeah, ah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah. which that is that is such a take of like obviously very bad take i don't think we have to talk about that but i feel feel like that is just like the, the result of people just seeing that thing from the outside and like realizing that that's bad but while pretty much the same shit is happening here, it's like this is just everyday
1: life, right? So it's this their is way of good. normal, like reducing cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. Like it's happening over there. It couldn't be that the the guys we have over here are the exact same fucking guys. Yeah, I'm making my bell ring too much because I'm getting too passionate. Hang on. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you get to the next level thing where you have like US lips hearing Europeans say the cops in Europe are good, and they're like, That means mm-hmm. only our cops are bad, and we need to copy this from Europe or whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's we're, we're at that point, we're like so many levels deep and and mm-hmm. like weird propaganda that and yeah, else, yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: and when all else fails, you just point to Saudi Arabia and be like, Look how bad that is, though. So, that's
5: actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah. here. Yeah, like what what I often bring up when we talk about things like that and like how normalized shit is, uh, like, like I said, earlier, and especially like things like uh, um, manufactured consent. Then I always like to bring up Switzerland and our direct democracy, our big old friend of manufactured consent, uh, and I like to bring up the, I I. Like the other day uh was talking to friends and I, I for a while kept calling Switzerland like the the US of Europe. And we, we we it took that to the next level and we have now decided that Switzerland is the Florida of Germany. Um, <laughs> because because we have this weird like hyper patriotism like same similar to the US and we have like this whole like Swiss exceptionalism where it's always like no but like we have it good here and you need to be glad like all the way very far into the left where you have people being like no patriotism isn't bad because we have it good here and it makes me so fucking angry but there are um, some good things about Switzerland right the yeah, flag I mean, is a like, big plus yeah about the flag there's Swiss flags everywhere there's genuinely more Swiss flags in an average Swiss city than you would find in any U.S. city ever incredible Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like that's how normalized like feeling good about Switzerland is but then we get to the next thing where like we have this whole thing called half direct democracy uh where we vote on basically everything and you can make your own like referendums and shit uh similar to other places except you do it about like everything and so a few years ago, we had like our first intelligence uh, law reform uh, drafted by the, the uh, parliament, which is obviously good at politics. So they know what they're doing, uh, which is why everyone voted for it. Uh, that was like the first time the human rights at uh, the, the UN Human Rights Council was being like, lol, Switzerland, and you're about to do like some human rights violation law. <laughs> Uh, and then like 2 years ago we now voted for for yet another intelligence law which is like the the policing uh something like I forgot what it's called in english uh it's the where basically we have now given the federal police uh the permission to uh starting from people at age 12 to predictively uh, assume that they are going to do terrorism in the future. Oh, pre-crime! Um, minor, the give minority them, report yeah, thing, but uh, the bad thing. And give them funny things such as house arrest, uh, without warrant, for, for the record. All of this is warrantless. This is just the federal police on their own doing terrorism prevention, where someone who has never committed a crime starting at the age of 12 can get, like, having to do weekly meetings with, like, cops... Uh, where they have to talk, give to them clear explanations of everything they and their friends have been up to, uh, where you get house arrest. And obviously, to make this all possible, we have approved more surveillance of the Swiss people. Uh, so basically, we literally have some of like the worst surveillance laws uh, of, of like citizens in the world, and no one is protesting it because we voted for it, so it's good. Uh, and just the amount of manufactured consent around things like this, where everywhere else people would be fucking rioting and the streets would be burning, and here everyone is just forgets about it after two weeks because. Oh, we, yeah. as oh, well, a British we, person, we, I can
0: relate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah but, but like,
5: it's just, it's just so crazy how like Switzerland is a very good neutral country. Everyone knows us this good place and whenever someone says well you live in switzerland it's good there i have to be like yeah like there are significantly worse places i could be stuck in uh but please consider the fact that we have a very carefully built image that is upheld by so many layers of manufactured consent through public voting where people just don't know what they're voting about because you obviously have right right-wing propaganda and then you have to think of well the parliament drafted this and they do this for a job so they know what they're doing right mm-hmm. And like, this is against terrorists and stuff. And then obviously, uh, like, obviously before the vote, they were like, no, we're not going to use this against climate activists. Then literally two hours after it's got passed, we have right-wing politicians giving media statements about how, well, I can't wait to use this against the climate activists. Uh, Yeah. As far as I know, there has been no instance yet of this law being used. I think they're just being careful so people forget about it. But I can... Pretty much assume that I am now on some anti-terrorism list in Switzerland and getting yeah. extra sur- levels of surveillance, uh, because what they ca- count as, because also the terrorism definition in this law is planning to give people fear and shock. That <laughs> oh, is the entire. That is the entire rarely, definition of which terrorism. people giving giving citizens fear and shock. That That's is really, the no. entire. No horror movies in Switzerland. Like, that's the entire terrorism definition. That is obviously very, very broad. Jesus, and can that be is used so... For pretty much ridiculous. everything.
1: That reminds me of that
3: British legislation. While the law was,
5: yeah, well, it's get pretty much hindsight. like the British legislation, except they you don't even have to be reported because they get to do the surveillance themselves. Like, it's it's fairly mm. similar to... <sighs>
1: The prevent measures? Is that what you mean? Yeah,
5: it's fairly similar to, like, prevent. Uh, in no, form. I think Kira
1: was talking about, like, the anti-protest laws, where they're, oh, like, are yeah, right. carrying well. something that could be used to lock on, then it's a illegal yeah. protest. We, we
5: also have fun protest laws here, where more and more cities are getting fun police laws, where if any, any crime happens during a protest, the organizers have to pay for it. And we have, like, anti-masking laws, so... Yeah, like so no, COVID, except during in COVID where they change the text you have to read out before, like, uh, and the thing is, like, because any crime goes against the organizers, you basically have to get a permit or you're already going to get fined, like, massive amounts. People so in chat are now you've...
1: shouting out hi to the uh, Swiss surveillance people who are watching the stream. <laughs> so hello <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to the Swiss surveillance people
5: but but yeah it's it's just kind of fucked like considering we're this small country everyone has this good view of us being super neutral yeah and
2: which is wild but i think that neutrality is also kind of like yeah that is it's like uh, it's, yeah I, yeah I, for the like i mean it's like a subservience to capital right it's like this kind of thing where I mean, it's like oh they're neutral but only as so far as like you know they can like uh, yeah. kind of uh yeah kind of it's neoliberal I consensus I find politics it, yeah, yeah, like
5: too i find it funny how switzerland prides itself in its neutrality when that was just like decided by the un because we needed a buffer zone in the middle of europe like that is literally the only reason switzerland is neutral it's because the un said you are not allowed to do war and that's pretty much it uh but we obviously have a really big military that just spent six billion on getting new fighter jets which we definitely need uh uh, according to right-wing politicians it's very important to get these fighter jets because they have sensors so we can use
1: them for cyber warfare oh my um, god that is goodness.
5: that is an actual quote
1: of an how are you using a fighter jet for cyber war what the fuck uh, they are you have, they, about? they have well the what they mean by that they, have, so they <laughs> have
5: sensors and computers in these fighter jets so oh uh, my god which I'm assuming someone told them a, like a negative example of how these are so computerized, so you could hack them, and they were like, "Oh, these are <laughs> computers, so we can use them for hacking, right?"
1: Wow! Pretty soon, um, there's like a trans cat girl in the Swiss Army uh, hacking while she flies the plane. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and I
5: mean, we we also still have conscription, like that is oh jesus switzerland has Um, conscription and if you are not able to serve you have to pay replacement fees uh, which i only got freed from because i changed my gender marker until then (laughs) i would have had i would have had to for 20 years pay three percent of my yearly income directly to the swiss military it's not like jesus but you directly give money into the military budget
1: like oh my god (laughs) switzerland is a nightmare i'm learning um I think <laughs> what you're saying about this, like, half-direct democracy, um, well, I, I, it, it just strikes me as, like, neoliberal consensus politics through and through that, like, neoliberal governments get to set what the conversation is and they get to set what the, like, the limits are, both in, like, we're saying there's this much budget, uh, but also, like, the limits of the conversation itself. And then they invite everyone to the to, to the conversation and it's all a mechanism of manufacturing consent because yeah. we all got to have a conversation about it, Right um tim i'm sorry what, what were you gonna say oh i was just
2: gonna say that that neutrality is kind of like um you know like it's like oh yeah we're neutral we're friends with everyone like including like you know like uh switzerland is quite famous for laundering you know like, this is going back to like you know like yeah. nazi I mean, gold go- the nazi gold yeah, is yeah. still
5: still under our fucking federal government but yeah so- exactly
2: <laughs> and like yeah. still like to the spare you know uh, like a lot of um a lot of places uh, a lot of um like, resources and funds from uh, South Africa when they were apartheid and, like, all the, like, nasty shit that happened in the Congo with, like, Belgium and shit like that. Like, they were, like, laundering all of these, like, everything from, like, gold, fucking other resources, like... Um, like diamonds and everything out through yeah. switzerland and shit it's like those like, famous like swiss banks you know like,
5: yeah switzerland always pretends to never have been involved in colonialism when that's where yeah, the no, exactly. money comes from that's where yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Should, we just didn't have sea c-axis so we didn't really go to places ourselves we just yeah, yeah, did like the money shit for everyone but they
2: still became like an organ of colonialism yeah. it was like yeah i think it was um it might have been in kwame nkrumah's um you yeah, colonialism when I, he f- talks about that
5: I feel like the fight, the like most illustrating story about what what neutrality really is is the one from like World War Two where there was a fight at like the front between Germany and France, uh, somewhere close to the Swiss border. And Switzerland was like, "This shit is too loud. Can you please move the front away from our border?" And they <laughs> act, and they had to move the fucking war because Switzerland was annoyed at how loud it was, and that Jesus. is like, it, I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah. They would have both been like, "Oh shit, we got a lot of like, um, we got a lot of financial interests tied up in Switzerland, so yeah, we should probably do like, this."
5: Like, 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 Switzerland actively was one of the first countries to have uh, to have intel on the fucking concentration camps, and they decided not to share this intel with anyone yeah. while, no, while while bad. still turning down all Jews at the border and claiming that they are not at risk in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah
2: cool like, extremely so cool. that's neutrality everyone yeah, yeah. Is neutrality, neutrality is a don't... weapon
1: of the state yes
2: yeah yeah that's it like weaponized neutrality like mm-hmm. choosing when you're neutral yeah, yeah switzerland
5: yeah. just uses neutrality the the seemingly neutral thing as to make money from all sides that is why yeah. switzerland is one of the like countries with like the highest standards of living is because we have a shit ton of money from profiting from literally every conflict ever Right. Um, like swiss swiss weapons show up everywhere like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that is also a problem the british share with us i guess but uh
1: (laughs) so uh now that we've all made ourselves enemies of the swiss state enough um i do i want to ask more about the what what you think about uh like the politics on the internet uh because i'm kind of i guess like i said this to you already that like i feel like the what people call the online left is like really not aware of like leftist hackers um or they make fun of us but yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah like how much do you think um i mean do you do you think it would be a benefit for like the kind of i'll stop saying the online left now and just say like the social media left to be more like in touch with what hackers are up to or like do you think that there could be like actual useful support there I feel like that's a different question
5: that like is mostly about opsec. At the end of the day, that's what we talked about yeah, at the end of the day as well. As, that I feel like in a way, a lot of this is also because we are just like the mysterious ones, and most of the like hacking left uh, explicitly is not out of the spotlight. I am like a very big exception <laughs> for obvious that. reasons. Yeah, uh, but um, so I feel like that is a part of the, the the problem. But at the end of the day, I feel like. At least supporting like hacktivism and like giving it a platform and trying to understand it, which like now that it is popularized, is is definitely like a thing. I don't know. I I don't really have like a developed take on this, but I feel like there could definitely be some more like kind of synergy to use the shitty capitalist word.
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Well, you need to have a developed take on everything. That's why we've got you as a guest. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's why I'm going morning. on every
1: podcast ever.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, when will the takes end? <laughs> but I, so
1: there is, uh, I guess, to rewind a little to, like, the social media left isn't very aware of the hacking community. Like, there is, there is a leftist hacking community there, and there is, like, um, a bunch of people doing shit, right?
5: yeah there is uh i don't i don't know where they are exactly right now i'm not very connected to anything for security reasons I'm yeah because i I am i am like the person who is known and i would obviously
1: compromise anything Uh, and i touch so i'm I'm not being like obvious fed voice please tell me about all your comrades (laughs) okay so basically we have this person
5: their signal number is and you can hit them up if you want to do something
1: not now me me
5: turning on my fat voice. Is, so if you want to do some cool hacks on the internet, reach out to
1: <laughs> and that's that's the perfect but, uh, but slam dunk. Yeah. That's me getting you the ball and you dunking it. Um <laughs> so that we can we can arrest everyone in chat and then I will finally know but peace. Um... I,
5: I do find it a difficult question because I obviously don't want to direct people anywhere, like for for like obvious reasons, and I also I can't really say shit about other groups I'm not involved in, also for obvious reasons. Uh, but, and, and especially I don't want to say shit about a group and then it turns out it is a fat front because, like, this is yeah. this is a very That's... heavily repressed form of activism. There is so much repression going on yeah. here uh, and has been for years, like, yeah. Like... yeah.
1: That, that out of the way, I, I'm glad that you said that, but that out of the way, like, um, what do you feel like are the kind of... Uh, uh kind of fronts that like leftist hackers are focused on like what are what have like um obviously you've been involved in a big hack to do with surveillance we talked a bunch about surveillance already um i i feel like a lot of what is happening is still
5: like just various leaking and it is a a lot of it is like surveillance focused or just capital focused where we have things like leaks of of banking statements from like the cayman islands and and things like that that are well-known other hacks uh and I feel like that's why. Like the only thing I can tell you where to look for uh, leftist hacking is to go to ddossecrets.com, uh, which you unfortunately cannot link on Twitter because repression. Hell yeah! Uh, nice. Where you can find like all the latest ha- uh, leaks. Mostly they are like WikiLeaks, but cool. Uh, uh, this 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 is the only like shout out I will give, uh, especially since like they can't be linked in various places. Uh, but but like. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is, it's just leaking of like police force data from various countries. And then you yeah. have the other things, which is ground support, uh, like no remote ground
1: support and like conflict. Uh, just Where to, just I was... to jump, jump in briefly, we, we've talked to people who are in CopWatch networks before, um, yeah. and they do much the same thing with just like constantly reporting on and sharing the data and showing the data of how police are behaving.
5: Yeah, and th- then then you have like the other thing, which is like support in conflicts. I was somewhat involved in the uh, an- anonymous adjacent operations regarding the Myanmar conflict in 2021. Uh huh? Where, where like, yeah, you, you try to, you connect people on the ground with people who like from NGOs and you connect people on the ground to each other. You try to help them set up comps for, for protests. You try to help them set up secure comps that aren't like monitored by the government. When the government tries to turn off the internet, you turn it back on. Uh, all the fun little shenanigans. <laughs> well, like hang that. on. Now that's,
1: that's, are, are you, you doing the opposite? Simply. <laughs>
5: <laughs> or you do the opposite thing and turn off the police's internet so they can't turn off the other people's internet. But um, um, I will not I go it. into details on any of these things. But if there is ever I'm not like an international you
1: to go, to, to go to details, yeah. but I, I just love the description of like they turn off the internet, so we just turn it back on. Like you're standing there with a big switch, and then just <laughs> the like, <internet laughs> it down and you're just like nope, it's back up again. Yeah,
5: <laughs> but, but but basically, if you uh, any like conflict you see uh, in the world that is like Big and known, and where there is like uh, riots and uprisings against governments, there is almost definitely activist support there. I'm not trying to make this a bigger thing than it is. That's why it's not publicized because it's not like yeah. the important bit. But I feel like it's just so nice important to know. Like like this is often a support job and I feel like that's important to remind activists: activist office we are not the heroes like in the front and center we are the people who support researchers with leaks, who support uh-huh. activists on the ground by um, getting them secure means to communicate by making yeah. sure by making sure their data gets out like a lot of it is also just spreading local media on social media internationally and getting shit out there uh, that the is tech important. support of
1: the revolution basically <laughs> yeah at, at
5: the end of the day we are tech support of the revolution in, in a way uh, like, like exact, this... exactly like hackers in every cool action media ever we are the support we are <laughs> yeah. we are the support at home <laughs> and like especially I, yeah. especially don't go into an international conflict thinking you're the hero because you are going to be hated by absolutely everyone for mm-hmm. exactly the right reasons don't get like <laughs> don't get a weird white savior complex about your work you're doing in an international conflict you are helping people you are doing what they need and not like anything else
0: I think so that's anyone really who's
5: important.
1: watching who like mains a medic class, uh, maybe consider hacking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that is a really important point to make, and uh, but at the same time, it also reinforces what we've said for a long time on Red Planet, which is that there are many roles to fill in the revolution, and if you feel like maybe you can't be the person to go outside and do the protests, do the you know, uh, I guess like you know the the groundwork. I, I don't know what you want to call it. Exactly. I, I, I don't. I don't particularly agree touching- that. Grass part yeah yeah Yeah. i don't particularly agree that the activists are you know should be downplayed i think that everybody has their role to play and it is as equal and important as as each other's um but like yeah i think what you said is right to remember that you know there is no heroes essentially and you know Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely something that Mm -hmm. you can Think about if you are a person who has watched this show for a long time and you're still sat there thinking, like, How can I do something? How how can I get involved? How can I help the revolution? And like I've shown for a lot of like things that you can do that
5: is activism that can have massive impact. You don't need to know a whole lot. If you're a programmer, you probably have skills to support some conflict. You don't even need to get at the risk of getting in trouble with like your local government or whatever. If you support some, some conflict somewhere else, like. I don't know. It, some of it is. I'm not gonna say risk free because that is me putting on Fed oh. voice. But uh, <laughs> but like you it's can limit. It's risk free. I promise you, can, <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> you can limit like the risks you take. Just like with any other form of activism, you know you're like you should know your boundaries at all yeah. times, and you can work within those. And like a lot of activism is in no way illegal. Like come support. Right. is not. It's not. Per se illegal. Uh, yeah, it's an obvious job. You can obviously make laws against that, but like per se, helping people get shit out on social media, mm-hmm. helping people reach journalists, helping people reach uh researchers, and all those support jobs. Like there are support jobs for the support jobs, and, and you don't need to put yourself at any massive risk uh besides being having an ideology which you probably already do if you're listening to this
0: and uh, so... i think it's uh, also sorry so just real quick one thing uh-huh. to remember about like you know hacking in general like it's not even a um i guess it's stigmatized it's very stigmatized in terms of the the rhetoric that's used against hackers specifically leftist activists um but there are banks that hire hackers you know these are like legit uh-huh. jobs where yeah. it's like you know yeah. they will advertise like how good are you at breaking into the mainframe you know do you want to try and and hack our security systems we will give big, you money the to way. do that it's not yeah it's basically, everyone. like everyone
2: yeah. i know that was like involved in hacking in like the early
1: 2000s has now got like a really cushy like security consultant <laughs> job <laughs> right <laughs> like, I was, I just, yes i was I was at this uh, event and this girl was telling me that she's a hacker and an anarchist. And th- and then she said that she'd applied for a job with the GCHQ. And like, I did not mean to be as rude <laughs> as I was, but I involuntarily yeah. started going like, and I, was... <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say, I think that this could be a useful distinction to put into the conversation. Uh, we're, we're We're fans of Andreas Malm here. We, we, we love to blow up a pipeline. I mean, we love the book, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Um, And he makes a distinction there between like protest, which is like raising awareness for an issue and then is like driving people to care about it, to talk about it, to maybe engage in processes that will help about it uh, versus like just sabotage when you actually like just look at the system that's hurting someone and you stop it. Um, And you said earlier, like everyone else is very secretive for obvious reasons for OPSEC and that you like, you're an exception and, and your example shouldn't be followed by being like super, super public. But what you're doing is raising some awareness for hacktivism and leaktivism.
5: Yeah, exactly. I am like, I, I am at the like very weird point where I am both like wanted by every government ever. Uh, but I am also like, I, I don't want to call myself a spokesperson because that's not what I want to put of myself yeah. up as. But yeah. like at the end of the day, I have the chance to speak for a group of people who usually can't really speak uh and try and get people like try and get the attention to this form of activism that is more and more important in a world that is more and more digital because yeah 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 because yeah everything is digital you can go protest in front of the of of like the amazon warehouse in nevada but like yeah yeah <laughs>
0: dope um yeah just to take this reminder take this moment sorry to remind chat that uh we got maya for another i think 25 minutes let me just take the glasses off because i can actually see Uh, (laughs) another 40 minutes sorry you got loads of time um but if you want to get some she started with
3: questions soon so chat if you haven't submitted your questions and make sure they're 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 good and not bad questions chat
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't want any if cringe. Ask questions. Question. We will ban don't. you. Yeah if, yeah, if
5: you ask a question that yeah. is too cringe, I will leave. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you ask a question
1: that's medium cringe, I'll read it out and then say, Maya, you don't have to answer that. That's cringe, and I and I disavow that chat. We're doing. We're doing a
0: very heavy vetting process on cringeness <laughs> uh right now with all the questions that we've got so far. <laughs> yeah, Um yeah, but, but you I can think...
3: undo that if you just sign up for a Patreon. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think um i honestly i've been I've been sat here uh you know being a very patient peanut listening to a lot of things that I don't understand here uh today um and I've got a question for you later Maya but I won't ask you that now but i think that I think that it's it's really really awesome um that it's like i think more and more people are just understanding from you know your situation that this is just like something you can do. It's, just, it's, it's something that you could do. Um, obviously, we don't, you know, condone the, the committing of crimes here on Red Planet, but in terms of, like, the other stuff, like, that you said, in, in terms of, like, um, you know... What more you like Maya
1: Crime L.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, the more, like, things you could do is, like, support for activists on the ground, things that you can um, do to make sure that people are getting the right information that they need or making sure that they're secure in terms of their own... Uh, I guess encryption stuff. I don't know. Again, I'm just of course, gonna... if
1: you av- advocate for people to do crimes, we can't stop you. But that is the opinion of our guest, and not the opinion of the show.
0: Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think I guess like a, a a a question to ask you before I ask the question I've been waiting to ask you, which we'll find out in a minute, um, is like where where do you see it going like how like in terms of progression i mean it's okay if you don't know i'm just curious because i'm so far removed from from your world um <laughs> that it'd be really interested to hear like an insight on like where you see hacktivism going and like you know the 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 sort of speed the with the trajectory is picked up
5: i don't know i feel like there is a lot of this is where it could go, and I feel like a lot of where it's going to head depends on how heavy repression is going to be in the year or two that are coming after this. Uh, because, like, once again, a qu- question I can only half say what I want to, but like the US did try to make an example out of me already. Uh uh, and th- they will not shy away from making other people into examples uh, to try and scare people away from this, which is what happened 10 years ago, which is why hacktivism was like this big thing. And Anonymous was like a world power in a way, and then suddenly kind of disappeared. Uh, it was because of U.S. repression and everyone got scared or disappeared or 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 otherwise like, yeah, just for safety reasons, not <laughs> to switch what the, up what they were doing. And, uh, uh, I don't want to be pessimistic, but like. Yeah, the US is scared as shit of hacktivism. Uh, the 2021 Counterintelligence Report states ha- uh, hacktivism and leaktivism as one of the top five risks to US national security. Which shout out to all hacktivists for making for getting us on the Counterintelligence Report. Uh, but <laughs> high school, <laughs> Be- because like the fact that the US is so scared of a form of independent activism that they put it like up there,
1: I do find it interesting i um i guess maybe this is to do with uh the progression of stuff well when you're saying about like the the u.s wanting to make an example of you and wanting to make an example of others is that something that we could engage the 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 social media left again could engage with to um in order to try and protect people like to try and protect the community more broadly like making an I, I, example of us stopping it from happening
5: i I feel like i feel like it's just always important to to pr- help and protect people's images because like what what, what 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 at the end of the day any us department of justice press releases an attempt at slandering someone's image yes uh, and we can just not make that happen like like i i i did my best when i got indicted with my own comms which is that the moment I got raided, I reached out to Bloomberg and it was like, lol, I got raided in the name of the FBI. So I controlled the narrative. And I mm. feel like that is where like, where like, the social media left comes into play, where you know how to do communications. You have a platform. You can support people and you can especially support people because almost everyone who like, gets in a situation needs to have a legal fund at the end of the day because battling with the US is expensive uh yeah and, do and, you have a link people could go to I, to support your legal I am problem. I am fine with legal expenses for now so I will not be okay, giving any wondering. link because I currently have like just about enough money to get by and yeah but um yeah I don't know just support people and support people's images like don't let the US slander people to make an example out of them Uh, and and just support people support your communities uh just in general from repression it fucks you up it is traumatizing and be here for people in your communities when they get like raided when they get indicted when they get sued uh just it, it is always like super traumatizing to experience any repression and I feel like uh that might not be obvious to the outside but like i am also incredibly traumatized from what happened in 2021 at the end of the day and i try to be lighthearted about it because that's my way of coping with it but like be there for your friends no matter how lighthearted they seem about the fact that the fbi showed up at their door they're probably not like that inside
1: and will be glad about having people around Supporting like, your comrades emotionally is vital. As, and, especially and like our as, most based thing we did this week has been—it's been featured yeah. for a few weeks now—is just like just checking in on people and helping them out.
5: Yeah, as, especially like it—it's scary that when you're confronted with like this big force coming down on you, it can be scary to talk about the fact that it's scaring you. It can feel defeatist to uh, admit to the fact that this big force is actually big and scary.
0: Mm. Uh, it can
5: feel like you are like doing their job for them by admitting to your weaknesses but like that is exactly what they want they want to break you at the end of the day if you get indicted by the US Department of Justice their goal is to mentally break you it is that's like half of their plan is do we you can do their job for them like you you can just yeah I don't know. I, f- I feel like that's just important. Like... There is so much mental health shit going on in all activist communities that people never yeah. talk about because you are like, obviously it's an upside risk to talk about you feeling bad because the government did something because they can just do that again. But just like have community be there for people that they they like activism hurts at times and it's- this I is think, yeah. up being a
1: recurring theme when we talk to activists on the show that people just bring up again and again and i think that it's it's it can never be stated enough like yeah the alternative to a hero culture and hero worship is not just not to have heroes but it's to all support each other as human beings and like be there for one another and 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 check in and, and make sure that yeah. people are doing okay because like because there are no heroes and like yeah. one thing about a hero is that they're invulnerable and, like, we're actually all just vulnerable human beings.
5: Yeah, like, like that's, I, I, I have been doing talks about this a lot uh, for a while now, about, like, hacking and hacktivism and mental health and also drugs. Because that is, like, a big thing in the community at the end of the day is that you do not have anyone to trust uh, with your shit. You, especially since it's all online, you have even less way of knowing if someone is a threat, And it very much conditions you into never talking about any of your feelings in any way. So... Uh, mm-hmm. You end up with this weird culture where everyone is 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 both taking, uh, like, fucking Coke or whatever to get through their week and do a hack in one go. And then take Benzos to never, ever think about it ever again, because it's scary. Uh, and and you build up, like, this is just the whole culture. I'm not saying, like, oh, drugs bad. Uh, it's just, like, uh, the fact that we have to get to these coping methods because you don't have anyone to talk to anymore. Is Yeah, it takes a toll. It, it fucks you mm-hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and I'm glad I like that is part of why I'm glad that I now am able to talk in another place that's a very privileged place for me to be as an activist and as an activist of like this reach and that's purely because I'm in Switzerland and happen to be a citizen here and that's why I somewhat get to talk about this shit. but like like trust me since I the no-fly list happened I have panic attacks every single night currently i like this Mm. this takes a toll i i seem silly and stuff on the internet but this is like yeah
0: i think that's a a really really really, i think that's a really really uh like incredibly awesome thing for you to say um because it it shows that it's okay you've just demonstrated that it's okay to feel these things like you say it is like it can be so like again that 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 what we talked about earlier you know, the I guess like the curse of, of the, you know, marginalized person is to see the world for what it is and to sit there and sort of like despair at the fact that potentially none of us will ever have the true human experience. Right. Um, and and it's OK to like, you know, in in, in that same like vein look at that and and express your your rage and, you know, fear of capitalism because it's a righteous thing to be scared about. And I think, like, suppressing that uh, emotion, suppressing that response, it doesn't do us any favours just to sort of, like, quote-unquote, save face. I think it should be really, like, you know, it it should be made very clear to everybody, you know, especially, like, you know, liberals who might be in this Weimar mindset of, like, oh whatever we'll just go on with it even though it seems weird uh we won't question it because otherwise it shatters our ideology you know i think people should really be aware like just how real the emotions that activists feel are and why it's it's mainly the state repression that is making them feel that way so uh, yeah. yeah big yeah. big well, respect
5: what i always bring up here is that like Part of the reason I'm still here, if I'm allowed to just say it like that on this podcast, is because people like Aaron Swartz, having been broken by this, made me just out of spite keep going. Like this could have broken me in 2020 one if it didn't make me more angry than it made me sad. And and that is just like. The only reason I'm still going is in a way spite. And just like I do not want to give them what they want. And also, yes, rest in peace, Aaron Schwartz. You should have still been here. You have given us like half the good things of the internet. Uh and and what I also always add is I totally get that Aaron Schwartz didn't make it. Like I, I, I feel that. And I didn't experience the same thing because I was still disconnected from the actually being in the US part. But this shit is scary there is nothing quite like knowing that the biggest world power is somehow after you and the the paranoia that starts in you and the the worst part is that like usually when you like get a paranoia and you just have anxiety you can be like yeah that's not very like rational as a fear but when you're confronted with state repression you're just like yeah, but in a way, I can't just rationalize this away. There's no way for me to know what is going on. There, this is just big. Right, it's just this big overwhelming feeling of yeah. everything is too much. I have no control over this situation whatsoever. And what is happening with my life? Yeah. And, like and I get I get that that this that this breaks people. And that and the fact that makes me so angry at this is that that's exactly the goal. That is the whole point of it. Then that, that is the whole point yeah. of like the long silence. Like whenever the US like does any legal thing they just indict you and then nothing there's just this big silence where they let you like ruminate and think of like wait what what are they doing what are they up to and that is like that is a whole strategy of psychological warfare at the end of the day against like activist communities because it doesn't only like destroy the person who's directly affected but it scares everyone else away as well and, and I get that. I get that this scares people away, and I get that not everyone can take this. And like, not that I
1: can really take it either. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that you brought up drugs as well. Uh, Shafiq Mog said in chat, "When paranoia is a rational response to reality, like, yeah, I, the thing about, I don't know, I, like the thing about people de- developing these dependencies is really like when you can't trust anyone because like you're you you know you're being surveilled and you you're on the internet and you can't like there's a thing that happens in um in like na meetings where they they'll they'll be doing a meeting on zoom and read the like the founding principles texts and and one of the lines is like you are not under any surveillance at any time and it's like you're on zoom right now what the fuck yeah Yeah. Yeah. like it's um yeah just like chefie mug said in chat when paranoia is a rational response to reality it's like yeah, yeah absolutely and i guess yeah the best like,
5: like like like, like i'm not even gonna lie like i am still coping with pensos through all this like i am trying to keep things under control but at the end of the day, i don't know what else to do because like yeah
3: you're fucking human you're fucking <laughs> yeah. human
5: yeah, yeah. this yeah. is also yeah. like
2: exactly what um we were talking about at the start in the news and then last week as well with these um the 20 of the cop city protesters that have been arrested on terrorism charges and how they are, you know, like um, a lot of them are awaiting court dates. They've had to pay like bail, you know, the ones that could afford bail. It's like huge amounts of money and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's the, even though a lot of the charges they know won't stick because, you know, they're misdemeanors and all this kind of stuff, but they're like, the point isn't to actually put you in jail it's to it's to fuck you up it's to it's you know, so make you never, think twice about you never do it again yeah. yeah and your friends they'll be like well remember that time that you know so and so just was like you know camping at a you know protest bar or whatever like that and now they're like deemed a terrorist for their entire life and you know like they had to raise you know like fifty thousand. some of them it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars in bond and it's like that's you know that's um yeah
0: it's the reality of it so um i've been as i said a very patient peanut and listening to a lot of things that i don't understand uh, in this stream so <laughs> i hope you um are able to answer this question for mm-hmm. me maya how do joints figure into the revolution <laughs>
5: what oh, of, of, of course you're gonna I, I knew you were gonna bring it up at some point after you said it <laughs> in <what>? chat uh, <laughs> Okay, so a joint is a cheese joint, which is a joint,
0: but you roll it with cheese instead of paper. I <laughs> was watching, <laughs> I was watching Maya's like Goop House, uh, crew stream the other day. <laughs> okay, um, so
5: so context <laughs> for that. Originally, the joint was an intro. And this one Discord server that Bingle also comes from as a word. Uh, we have way too many intros. Uh But um, yeah, and I just at one point was like, well, I could actually roll one of these and that would be incredibly hilarious. <laughs> <So I laughs> it might, was... Uh, so I made a Twitter post with it uh,
0: as like a picture and like Where are after you two, like, I like
3: friends off af- off of this. I don't understand. No, two, like, I was watching.
0: I no, I was watching Maya's <laughs> stream on its channel. That's like it's like a goop house. That, that's oh. what it's called. I'm going to get I'm going to give goop house a shout out in the chat because it was real fun. Oh, I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OK, sorry to interrupt.
3: Uh, OK, so the cheese uh, joint. You yeah, a and, joint. and
0: then and
5: then after like that, po- after I like blew up the other week, I was like, "Damn, how how I I quote tweeted that post with the journalist I was like, "Damn, how has no one dicked this up yet and canceled me for my real crimes?" after I like (laughs) accidentally started like weird discourse and people have been trying to cancel me over the most bullshit label discourse. oh
3: yeah I know I've heard so so
5: I brought that up and then the other day I was on stream we were like playing like party games for charity pretty much Uh, we were playing like checkbooks and stuff and at some point someone randomly brings up that tweet in chat, and I was like fuck uh so yeah, basically, I had to explain to that stream what that so was, and someone was like, "Do that on stream." I was like, "Okay, if someone donates fifty bucks to the charity, I'm doing it." And <laughs> so, well, someone eventually did, so I had to do it on stream. We weren't sure if we were allowed to like show weed on stream or not, and we aren't like the channel owners, and we didn't want to get it suspended, so I only did a cigarette, which is even a stupider <laughs> word. Uh, <laughs> Which, I love yeah.
0: the Chigarette so much. It was also
5: also the yeah. Best Goop House Goop House is like doing the listening party right now. Go there after this stream. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we yeah.
0: should raid. We should raid Goop House after
5: yes. this. Conrad. So was it yeah. like
3: a square of cheese? Like a like a, yeah like a... yeah like a cheese
2: was that Swiss slice. Swiss cheese with holes in uh, all your your everything would fall out. And then
5: did you light it?
2: <laughs> yeah,
5: she it, did it only, light it. It, it, it was it fucking funny as fuck. But the pro- main problem was honestly that it. that the thing with, with with not with not having a filter was just that I got all the tobacco in my mouth. It just it, it, oh my god!
3: I if
0: like you think it just works like tobacco-y. a bomb, yeah. Like... So, like she just she just basically huffed <laughs> sig smoke through like a, a tube of cheese. Like it was so yeah. good; it was oh. the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. So anyway, <laughs> listen. Now we're on to the proper questions. <laughs> um so yeah let's uh let's start by asking uh porcelain giant in the chat says are vpns pretty much useless it kind of depends like conceptually
5: a vpn isn't a bad idea but obviously capitalism stepped in at one point it was like what if we commercialize this and then also sold your data uh, so for like a lot of the big VPNs, first of all, they're not very secure. Uh, North VPN has gotten hacked before. Also fun fact, uh, North VPN has gotten in trouble with the UK advertising authorities before for false advertising, and you can bring it up in their Twitter comments under their ads and they will block you, uh, <laughs> because they don't really like it when you tell them that they do false advertising and the UK, uh, advertising commission agrees wow. with that statement. Uh, but yeah, pretty much like all the commercial VPNs are kind of bad. If I had to recommend a VPN, I would recommend something like Mulvat or Nyala. Uh, sh- shout out Peter, uh, ex-founder of uh, the Pirate Bay for running a privacy-focused VPN service now. These are not endorsements. This is just like what based on like stated facts and what can be analyzed are the most likely to be secure. They are not, this is not me saying these are, it's a secure and the ultimate thing. But yeah, I, I have to, I am not a lawyer, all of these statements, because I don't want to be responsible for anyone getting in trouble.
0: Of course. But yeah. Cool. So. Uh, does anyone want to read the next one? Yeah, yeah sure um, thing. All so, um, right, you go. Are we, yeah, so um,
1: Kexic, I think is how that's pronounced, uh, says, question for Maya, is Barry B. Benson on the no-fly list? I don't know who that is. Oh, I think <laughs> so that's uh... like...
2: the b movie from the b B movie -movie.
1: i I don't think barry b benson
5: is on the no fly list but i could check real quick
2: Uh, (laughs) so that's a thing though like who is actually on you know because the no Fly List, from what i've read it's like 90 95 percent muslim do yeah. um, but um i've i've had friends that have gone to fly to the states or even enter at the border and been um turned away for sex work and even just for things for just having like um yeah and OnlyFans but- and stuff like that so it's like you know there could be all kinds of people on there
4: Uh... yeah i feel
5: like a lot of that is just them doing like their social media research they do because like whether or not you're actually allowed to fly is not determined alone by no fly and select t but based on predictive real-time systems uh that Mm. the tsa runs uh together with the tsc which is homed in the fbi for purely like monetary and uh, for purely budgeting reasons but it's actually mostly the department of homeland security because who else uh among other things, obviously, also our friend and savior, the U.S. Postal Service, Postal Intelligence Service, which that whole thing saying it out loud in one oh, go yes. is really funny it because it has like <laughs> Postal and Service in it like three times. It's the U.S. P.S. Uh, it's. <laughs> it
2: sounds like what you say to cats and you're like.
5: <laughs> yeah, they mostly they mostly do mail surveillance, but also social media. If you are being surveilled on social media, it might be the U.S. Postal Service.
0: I do a lot of male yes. surveillance. Um, yeah, right, okay. a, surveillance <laughs> a, male, a, male,
2: a male US surveillance. Yeah,
0: is that's what I do, mean? yeah. I look at men pissing. Uh, right, so the next question is, uh, this is from Pizzicata, which is a reference to a way that you play the violin, which I appreciate. Um, does Maya recommend any specific titles slash readings for those who are curious?
5: Uh I'm assuming this either is either about political writing or like uh, hacking related stuff. Yeah, if you want I to don't clarify, really, I mean, yeah. I don't know why I'm asking for clarification because I don't really have recommendations for either. I'm not a theory buff at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. and i am i am autistic in a funny way where to learn something i can't use tutorials but i have to brute force it myself until it's oh okay, i'm
2: the same. so yeah.
5: i i and and also i just i don't know i clock a lot of tutorials as like authority and inherently uh just ignore them from the start because i'm like no this is some sort of authority telling me what to do oh that's a mood wrong. i love odd <laughs> i love oppositional yeah,
0: yeah. defiance disorder so
5: so 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 yeah i just don't read tutorials because know i'm just not gonna do what it says anyways that's also why i don't use recipes for cooking uh but but so yeah i don't really have reading recommendations i'm sorry
1: you're telling me the inventor of the cigarette doesn't follow cooking recipes i'm shocked
5: (laughs) (laughs) i i can only tell you to not read hands on hacking by the people from a hacker house because uh for various reasons including having shitty uk politics and being tories uh and his wife being one of the people boris johnson had an affair with not that that like Whoa. inherently devalues her personality but also in a way he kind of does uh <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's like when we say that tony blair was so close with rupert murdoch he literally fucked his wife um yeah. that's it, it it does mean something it yeah, does so they're,
5: they're just conspiracy theorists that wrote a book together uh about hacking there is some technically good advice in there but like just don't get it 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 isn't very obvious that they are conspiracy theorists anymore on the internet but but yeah don't don't get that book also he is very personally very um scared of me for some weird reason uh and at the same time very mm. jealous which is always funny when weird like infosec white dudes in their 40s are jealous of like me uh for <laughs> ha- for being relevant but yeah uh, Actually, wait, one, one reading advice. Uh, how, to, how to Hack a Bank from Phineas Fisher uh, is a wonderful political writing piece written by a person who we don't know the identity of who hacked the Cayman Islands oh, Bank. And it is pretty much a political manifesto. It has cool ASCII art of a skeleton saying, be gay, do crime in it. So you oh, know well, it's a good yeah. document. Uh, <laughs> I can quickly see if I can find a link and put it in the chat. Oh,
2: that would be awesome. So- Okay, well, while um, Maya's finding that, so, okay, a ghost asks, my loaded question, are uh, intellectual property lawsuits specifically target at floss implementations of generative technologies, suspiciously okay. exclusive of propriety equivalents <laughs> alongside the continued tightening of copyright protections, part of a working class movement?
5: You you know it's cool because it's wait sorry I missed like the entire question. Uh, I mean like so did I.
2: <laughs> okay, all right, let's go again. Okay, my loaded question:
5: Are uh, intellectual property lawsuits specifically targeting oh, at that question? I saw that in the yeah. chat. So oh yeah, you saw it. Yeah, I, I I know what this question is about, and it's this. I feel like I can give you a longer answer. And it, this is basically about like the whole AI art discourse and specifically oh, about okay. um, loss of stable diffusion from fucking get the images, which yeah, is a massive corporation. What I was... uh, yeah. And basically my take on AI art is that it's once again a nuanced issue. I don't have a firm take on the specifics of it. But what I am very by is that both sides of the discourse are somehow lobbying for more copyright laws in the U.S., and especially the site that is claiming to be on the side of artists is actively collecting money on GoFundMe to fund the lobbyist for US Congress. And that is really fucked up, especially since we're once again just pretending US law is world law, um, which for copyright it pretty much is, but we don't need more copyright law you are only giving more power to the mouse uh that is all you are doing with more copyright law that is like the only thing i'm going to say and also also no Getty images suing some AIR company is not going to solve any problem ever and it's not like even if they win and even if it does changes something about how AI like is done they are only getting rights for the big stock photo companies and yeah, no yeah. one else. They do not give a shit about any independent artists. Their fucking stock photo library then don't even pay their artists, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that is their whole, their whole business is not paying artists.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I've seen some of the discussions in a lot of like the artist communities that I'm a member of. There's like everyone is like panicking and they, you know, like, yeah, they're just getting involved with these groups and it's kind of like, is...
5: Like, like, but, I, yeah. I, I get the outrage from artists. Just to get that out there, like, I get, like, especially with like all the weird capitalist things. But on the other hand, I can see that technology and the also AI could be used as a tool in making art. It is very clear that none of like the current players in this game are interested in that in any way. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But like, I that's why I say it's a nuanced issue because. Like, I feel like the problem, once again, is just capitalism at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. That's where it comes back <laughs> because to, right? like, like without, the without, system. <laughs> yeah. yeah, without, like, the system where people, uh, where artists are already not surviving. Like, a lot of the arguments are just about, yes, artists don't make enough money, so this is going to take away more of that little money, which is a fair argument from a, like, worker standpoint. But at the end of the day, the fact that we have to argue about that is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely like that
5: that's that's my entire take yeah yeah no I totally
2: i agree with you there um so okay uh, and, we,
5: and we have a lawyer agreeing with me and 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 chat with that oh we do like that increasing oh, copyright yeah. laws and the reform is reform that will only hurt artists more in the future i yeah. art exists the best thing we could do is seize it and democratize it yeah yeah and like that is, i
2: think yeah, like the the bigger thing is about like uh like the rights and uh, like the labor uh, labor rights around uh, commercial artists in general. It's like well, those are the things we need to work on, and I think it's like yeah, like a reformist reform, right? It's just like it's slapping a band aid on it for now, and you know there's still gonna be problems down the track. But um, so next one because we're we're getting through the time. Krakenhugger yeah. is saying. Ooh, what is it? Okay. In what ways do you think we can use hacking as a means to disam- dismantle anti-Black racism? Okay, I, don't have, anti-black.
5: I don't have a very specific answer, but I just want to point to things that happen. Like, besides, like, like one thing is obviously, like, things like the no list that just racism in general is, like, a very big part of what that has uncovered uh, slash confirmed. Uh, other things are things like blue leaks that have leaked, like, uh, data from, like, most fusion centers, which that sounds very like that I already named fusion center is like the most cyberpunk enemy shit ever, but that is basically a, a fusion center is us law and local law enforcement working together with the FBI in one office that, that is like the definition of a fusion center is the, the whole funny buzzword of interagency cooperation. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, blue Leaks leaked like data. It's like, almost a terabyte of data of like police across the entire us that has already shown a lot i think like a lot of the reporting on it has died down since that was leaked in 2020 uh i think that was 2020 yeah uh but damn that's three years ago now that's fucked up (laughs) but i I hate thinking about that I I feel like just just general like I I don't feel like there is a very specific type of activism for like th- helping with anti-black racism especially like I don't know I I'm the person to talk about that in in the first mm-hmm. place there's That's been bad. like
2: a lot of stuff exposed about like um the way that um like the ring cameras you know like where it was like um they're they're automatically calling the police when they see like a black person walking past and things like that and there's like other things like you know but uh, i think around like facial recognition tech um around uh you know like how it identifies like black faces and stuff so um yeah i think there's like definitely some you know like there's definitely some stuff going on there but um yeah yeah
1: um so i uh the next question is from all gray no subs Uh, At at Nyan Crime U, uh, or Crime W, if you like my, (laughs) Um, I've been, I I was actually, until I heard someone say Crime U, I was reading it aloud as Crime Dub. Um, What, (laughs) anyway, sorry, subs asked, why did you go public with your identity? It is a bit of a complicated question. Uh It kind of just came to be that
5: because I started doing just small things for my small community where I found like hardware documentation and it just kind of escalated from there. So my identity was kind of always out. It was just that it started with tiny things that got bigger and I was just already doing it in my specific way of releasing things. Uh And it also like turned out to be useful to give a face to the media that like, just like uh, I don't know made me like gave a sort of face to things that are always just like this oh this anonymous scary activism thing uh hacking thing and I was just there and uh answering interview questions all along and that kind of gave me a legitimacy that to the point where um once again this is not with value I am just saying this as a statement about my legal case uh once where that came to a point where the US has charged me with a wire fraud for talking to journalists uh, because, according to them, that was me promoting myself.
1: So, so wow. uh, interesting yeah. implications for US press freedom. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's me, Crystal. Four asked, what is something you wish all leftists knew about protecting ourselves online?
5: I don't know if this is an answer I can question it's 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 like an OPSEC question Yeah I'm it sounds um, I, I, like like I said I
1: I I am not the person to ask about that yep, I am not an expert in that and okay in that case curiously cinnamon asked As a silly little girl who doesn't understand much, my question is what was the specific leftist motivation for leaking the no-fly list? Is it specifically to do with opposition to surveillance capitalism, or you just came across it randomly and did it for fun, or something else entirely? Okay, so it's kind of a mix. Like, I I wasn't specifically aiming to find that.
5: I'm usually not aiming to specifically find something specific, but there is, like, I'm only looking deeper into things where there is, like, a political take there, and the no fly list like yeah i uh, is obviously in opposition to to at the end of the day just like uh yeah, just state surveillance and watch listing and surveillance capitalism, and I feel like there's a lot of discussion there and also like just the racism of the u s government uh uh the institutional racism there uh, I feel like there is a lot of political takes to be had about the no yeah. fly list there's a million Um,
2: reasons why it sucks right
5: (laughs) yeah which is which is why there's enough takes to have about why the no flight list sucks that at this point even the Republicans in Congress are thinking about doing a congressional inquiry about it probably only because January 6th put a bunch of their white friends on there but like (laughs) still the fact that even Republicans are upset that the concept of a no-fly list at this point like 20 years after it came to be definitely ruining Christmas even though like the main if (laughs) if they are actually drafting legislation which we have heard some rumors from, from the specific congressman uh it will most likely just be some bullshit like, oh, we can't put uh US citizens on this list anymore. Oh, but yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like right. it's still the fact that it's even being discussed in the first place is I find I find that interesting. Like a lot of what I do is I don't have the expectation to change the world uh or anything or I just want to start discussions about things. So like
1: and put things in, yeah. in the forefront of the public discussion and political mm-hmm. discussions. That makes total sense. Well, yeah, thanks for that. Um the next question is from Mark7001. And I know this is a question that we've been waiting for. What are the origins of Bingle?
5: Okay, so Bingle, uh, which is now the name of this after the internet decided that a Sprigatito plushie is called Bingle, which it originally wasn't. Uh, it's just, uh, okay, so all the neurodivergents in chat are going to love this. Uh, it originates as, as a stem word. Uh, it it was just a verbal stem from the start, which is why it makes sense that I get like 100 DMs a day telling me, oh, I just made this my verbal stem. Uh, but basically, this just started with one of my friends in this one Discord community randomly saying bingle. I forgot what the exact original phrase was, but it very quickly turned into phrases like, oh, my bingle and various other variations of things like that. Uh, and it's just a nonsense word. You can use it as a filler word for basically anything. And it's just a silly little stim. And it was my attempt at putting a little reference to this community into my blog post. And somehow that's the thing that blew up. And then not this aviation shit gets serious. I, mean, that I also <laughs> no. that I also put in the same blog post. <clears throat> uh
0: Yeah, as someone who has, like, a monthly show on his stream called Trash Bingus, um, (laughs) yeah, I feel that. I feel that hard, yeah. But,
5: yeah, it's literally just... Just a stim word that turned into an intro. I feel almost
1: st- called out by how often I've been using the word bingo since I used to- <laughs> I, used to- yeah. I have been
5: using it less since everyone around me has been using it, not just in this community. But every other day in this community, someone is like, wait, this person I know at like our lunch table in high school just started saying bingo and they oh don't even they- and they and they don't even know who you are, Maya. But like this is a <laughs> thing now.
0: You're going to um, start seeing memes that like, have been made by Gen Alpha or whoever it is, like, the younger generation now that have just no fucking relation to you or Spriggetito. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be like... And it's going to be gonna like play. when you
1: bingle at the function and then <laughs> just, like, an incomprehensible <laughs> s- series of images. <laughs> bingle on my no-fly list till I leak. Anyway... Uh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: bingle on my till basket. I... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know I'm bingling right now.
0: All right. <laughs> um, where, where uh...
5: Bingling day, day.
3: Uh... <laughs> okay, I so... love,
0: I love that. That's where that went. Uh, i'll read the next
3: one i'll read the next one uh namdanet says uh question i am a canadian of japanese descent i keep tabs on the left in japan unfortunately it is exclusively of the irl variety is my aware of the existence of any online left slash hacktivist community in japan and is it vibrant
5: i am not really aware of anything but i have to be real with you i'm not very aware of a lot of hacktivism outside of like some small parts of europe mostly the us uh, that mm. is just where i'm networked and that is where like i don't know i find it interesting how i said this very chokingly the other day how in a way i am leftist or slash anarchist ian, uh, ian miles Chong, because i am a person who has never entered the u.s and has very uh, has oh, yeah. a lot of opinions about the u.s online <laughs> and oh my god activism regarding the u.s <laughs> so i am just like the swiss leftist equivalent of ian Miles strong and ian, i say like, this in the most derogatory way though? possible like, yeah. but <laughs> because ju- just like with ian Miles strong people assume i'm american yeah uh, but we have both never entered the u.s in any way whatsoever
2: <laughs> uh, so but you don't block anyone that like points out that you're that you've never been to the u.s no so you I, I don't care like
5: i am very open about the fact that i am not a Americaner, because I'm glad I'm not. Yeah, uh, people I, should be I, proud. I didn't make an apology uh, to be post not about Swiss, though. But uh... <laughs>
2: and
3: uh, um, okay, so, so we got one oh, you last, last one, one. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, go cool. we got
2: one from uh, Nistria two five five asking, "What's your favorite Linux distro?" <laughs> Linux. I
5: I am I am personally uh an Arch user. I have a setup with Arch and BSPWM. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's like my favorite, but it's what I'm daily driving right now. So yeah, that that is my answer. Also, it's called Linux. So. I know people give me shit, like they always give me shit about my pronunciation, but I'm like, I can't help it that you all have it,
2: accents and I don't, and I have, yeah.
5: a, you know, like that.
2: Sorry, that's a you problem.
5: But yeah, I use Arch. By the way, uh, just okay. Uh, that that's the whole meme about arch is that everyone who uses arch has to remark on how they use arch. I by use the arch, way, by the way, yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, well, I
2: think that's all of our questions that yeah. we can ask. Um, but yeah, so the, cool.
3: Well, the last thing that we ask of you, we know we have you over time, so we appreciate uh, you spending so much time with us. Um, But we every week we assign homework to our chat, mm-hmm. uh, so they can actually go out and like
1: do that Nuts.
3: Yeah, and because they're yeah. nerds, they love they love to Disgusting.
4: like.
5: They're like, yeah.
3: teacher, you didn't assign homework. Like, okay, fine. So, <laughs> uh, do you have any homework ideas for? I chat? have. Anything go out. I have. Do?
5: I'm surprised I haven't brought this up at all on this podcast yet. Uh, but I have homework. And it is to watch the movie Hackers from 1959, uh, because I—that I, I, is my agenda. I have been pushing for the last few weeks. It is the most, it is the most It's the most queer baity movie yeah. Hollywood has ever produced, and that's why it's the coolest movie ever. Um,
1: Everyone in the movie is an egg, except for Joey, who is like no, extremely I mean, two months on tea energy
5: yeah so someone someone brought it up really well on twitter and was like everyone in that movie is trans both ways and that makes so much sense uh, just watch the movie you're you're, you're gonna get it yeah. it makes it's sense great. but also it's it's once again a movie where matthew lillard also better known as shaggy from the scoop from scooby-doo it's just being trans. i just watched like that, yeah. the, bit where, just
1: the, the bit the where most... matthew lillard's character like lifts up his top and just rubs his nipple in the middle of a conversation yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah this is yeah. iconic
0: He's got wacky, <laughs> cool, hot energy in that
1: movie.
2: Yeah, the styling of the movie. Is and so we'll
1: add good. it to the bottom of the uh, the watch party list. We'll we will we'll literally do it. I love I love how it, it, it's such it a is, good movie. It is
5: such a good movie. It it's the funniest thing about it is that at the time hackers hated the movie because it misportrayed their culture yeah, and yeah. since then since then the movie has made hacker culture what it was in the movie <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it yeah, is yeah. because <laughs> it is because of that movie that hacker culture has turned out that way um, And yeah. because at the time defcon like the biggest hacking conference had like a page on their like announcement website where they were like fuck this movie this movie is shit this completely misportrays us and it's it's from nineteen ninety-five. I think it's said
1: 1995. It's really funny, I'm... like everything everything in the movie that's like socially hacking or is about like the, the way that hacking socially is done in a broader sense, yeah. sense is like spot on. And then yeah. every time they go into a computer, it's fucking nonsense. Oh, like, yeah, but like so the good.
5: soundtrack, the soundtrack, it's 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 just it's just one of, it's the most nineties movie ever made. It's incredible. Yes, <laughs> it's I agree, it's right. just like 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 trust me. It will be the best movie you ever watch. Any hacker will always tells me, "Yeah, but like, but like, uh, the 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 nineteen ninety two movie Stalkers is much better." And I'm like, uh, "Sneakers is much better." And I'm like, "Yeah, objectively, yes, you are correct." It doesn't it's have much the vibes, better hacker movie. But yeah, I'm talking the- about movies that do queer baiting and also hacking and also nineties culture in one go and package it up as like this. Pop culture madness. Because the that best... is what also like what other movie does Angelina Jolie have like weird wet dreams about her yeah. would-be boyfriend? Uh like yes,
1: the the latex bodysuit scene, um the VHS tape fight scene, the <laughs> um, just... the, the drop-off with the floppy disc with the with the skateboard and he like skates yes! away into the mist. Yeah. Incredible scenes. You, it actually, you um, have, it you have never an seen Angelina Jolie be
5: more lesbian in a movie, even oh, though yeah. oh, I mean she even yeah. though <laughs> she's a straight character in that yeah. movie. <laughs>
2: There's um the effect that it had on like the um like I guess like this kind of cyberpunk hacker aesthetic as well, like can't be understated. Like it's yeah, like
5: it, it is the movie that created the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that that's because looking back, you look at a movie and you're like, Yeah, this is the hacker aesthetic, but there wasn't the hacker aesthetic before yeah. that movie. No, no, no. It wasn't. Before yeah. that, it was just like. just made that up. And white guys retroactively with like. Yeah, they had like that.
0: the the uh, aviator glasses and um, what do you call it? Like pocket yeah. protectors, calculators no, on the hips. It was literally just like, like, um, yeah. know, like, like,
2: like polo yeah. shirts that were like branded, like, you know, from like, you know, like IT companies and <laughs> shit like that.
5: Yeah. Well, like your. The, the yeah, one on, thing it's just there is various slightly problematic things like the portrayal of asian characters in the movie is like quite oh yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's an objectively bad movie and that's why it's so good just just yeah, to yeah, make yeah. that clear
2: it's I good am... in a really like kind of can't be ridiculous way okay but, um, well um, yeah we should if, wrap up the stream
1: if yeah. uh, chat that's your homework to go watch hackers um, if you want to roll a joint if it's legal to do that where you are <laughs> while you're watching it um I don't do that. Roll a chunt instead. That's my advice. <laughs>
4: um,
1: I actually I mentioned I mentioned the cigarette to someone who uh, I was hanging out smoking normal legal cigarettes with, and then we immediately started rolling all our cheese before we were eating it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that is how it started. It's just a friend rolling their cheese and taking pictures of. Haha, oh, it's a it's it's a chunt, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Maya, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure, this, and you this was fun thank hell you
5: oh yeah. thank, thank you for i enjoyed my time on here you can always invite
1: me again if you want oh, to oh we'd love to absolutely That'd be yeah. awesome okay yeah um
0: thank hell you hell so
3: yeah. much thank you yeah.
0: and that is january red planet heads holy shit what an amazing i was just thinking then folks i was just thinking what an amazing base month we've had in january we've had the first Uh, Stream where we kind of just like said this is what we're gonna do this year and that was kind of nice and chill but then after that you know, we just had, like, show after show of just base shit. So we had Transformative Justice episode that was really awesome. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it for. And then last week, we had The Power of Permaculture, which is just great. Everyone loves being a stinky goblin farmer guy. Um, and this week, we had Maya, um, you know, Hacker Extraordinaire. Like, this Act is... The planet so fucking dope <laughs> the banger was after yeah. banger how are, we gonna, how are we gonna even top January I feel like we, we ran had to watch patrons. our yeah.
3: patrons too um, um, I think we have
1: some cool junior. guests coming up um, the, well, they, we have some cool, cool tentative guests coming up, I don't want to talk about them right now because they are not totally confirmed but I think that February and March are going to be even cooler um, me too but if you've want to, if you been enjoying Red Planet and you want to support the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash red underscore planet where we have a, a whole bunch of like tiers and rewards and beautiful things that you can get and do and ways to support us. Um, who wants to tell us about the Sprite tier?
3: Okay. I will. I'll oh, yeah. you go. You go. Sprite mode for two American dollars a month. Uh, get started with your support for Red Planet by becoming a Sprite. Benefits include... The sacred and forbidden knowledge that you are helping the Red Planet team, access early access to VODs, access to the Red Planet Discord, and supporting us. Yeah, wow! Cool. For just two bucks a month, how many <laughs> benefits is that?
2: Incredible. The, for the next step up is uh, Goblin Mode, which for me says NZ nineteen dollars a month. I think it's ten bucks for us. Um, ten bucks right? here, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: ten bucks, uh, ten and- dollars
2: yeah everyone loves goblin we all get a little goblin mode from time to time complete your gobology by going goblin mode with everything from sprite mode so all that stuff plus a set of cool red planet stickers for you to stick in legal places and only in places like that completely legal only um and access to red planet discord hangouts. so this is something that we just did the first of just the other night um
0: yeah i was able to make
2: it yeah, but um yeah, but everyone else jumped in the discord and watched uh Zizek's Pervert's guide to ideology, had a good chat, had a good had a great time. We um, smoked some cigarettes. Smoked some um, <laughs> But what about Beast What's that?
0: Oh my god, are you actually going to go beast mode? Well, then we can only offer you uh the stuff from the other tiers and pin badges. Yes, pin badges, wear your excellent new planet, red planet, pin badge literally everywhere. It's completely cool and good to do so. <laughs> what, what's next, Sophie? It's sicko mode
1: if you uh if you want to really really support the show uh, it's worth saying that we have um we we hit a first goal already of uh four hundred bucks a month so we could pay for our wonderful producer Conrad, who has made the show immeasurably better and He's we're great. aiming to get up to another goal we'll talk more about the other goal in a second, but like um people who support at seco mode tier um that's it's like it's a hundred dollars a month but it's it's paying for like so much because it's a significant portion of like our ability to pay people to help work on the show. Um, so, sicko mode. If you support us this much, we can only really reasonably offer you all the stuff from the lower tiers, plus a very special thank you message at the end of every stream. And currently we have one sicko, and that is Goblin Games NZ. So, thank you to Goblin Games NZ. You are personally my best friend. Um, thank you for feeding Conrad delicious gruel i um, think that that's a
0: really good point to make sophie as well is that like you know we can we could sort of like tell you how much you, what you're actually paying for like if you yeah. are a sicko you are basically paying for conrad to do one episode of red planet absolutely so that's um, like the kind of impact you have on the show yeah it's enormous and but everyone every
1: all support helps the show enormously yeah, and yeah. um it's it Well, very I was about to say, I was,
0: the I was about to say, if we have ten goblin moders, then that is true. The equivalent. That is the equivalent, and etc. Yeah. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You do the maths. I hate maths. <laughs> I'm not doing any more of it.
1: But the next, the next goal we're aiming for is a goal to be able to hire an editor. If we do that, if we hit that goal, as a reward for hitting the goal, Mule has promised to play a, a TTRPG with us, even though he hates TTRPGs, and the rest of us like them. Um, and uh, he will the... also do a, a hacker cosplay show. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to be so good. But the, uh, the goal He's gotta is... He's so... got a smoke and
2: in it too.
1: <laughs> i just added that and then i'm signing up for that i will I'll do accept it. mule smoking a chunt is as you're not as. a real hacker unless you're chanting um yeah. the uh but the goal that we are trying to hit is one to hire an editor so that we can uh so that we can uh have a streamlined process for putting up the podcast putting clips onto youtube and also so that we can go <laughs> and film some documentary content because mule and i are yeah. really keen on going to some places where people are doing based stuff and filming it and showing what people are up to so if you want to see documentary content from red planet uh, you know, the Gaskell Garden Project we had on last week, the the ZAD, who we had on a few weeks ago, uh, HS2, Stonehenge Heritage Action Group, these kinds of people. Uh, yeah, help us to hit that goal and we're going to be able to do that kind of really cool stuff. Uh, that's Amazing. the Patreon, but but it's not it's not all. I'm still plugging. I'm plugging away. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, Kira Chats. Where can I find Kira on the internet?
3: Oh. Uh, well, you could find me at twitch.tv slash Kira Chats. Uh, everything is kira chats twitter.com slash kira chats um my link tree is kira chats as well check out my socials uh because that's where the party's at am i right chat huh uh. all right yeah all right i'm really stoned <laughs> right now so this is me doing me this is me trying to promote myself come on
2: we'll check up. out my social don't want have too
1: many chunks. what <laughs> about tim though i want to know where, where we could find tim online um, you can find me here on Twitch and um, YouTube and
2: stuff as Conquest of Dread. Um, I've been streaming a little bit of Black Book lately. It's incredibly good. It's very very fun. Um, what else? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter as Dread Conquest though. That's where the shit posting happens. That's the good stuff. That's the premium content. Um, also, you can find me in the, the Patreon Discord. Is um, I, I hang around in there a little bit. So, what about um, what about dj mule
0: oh my goodness tim thank you so much um you can find me on dj mule uh or everywhere just how it's spelled here you can get that on youtube you can get it on twitch you can get it on tiktok i think it might be djmu3l i'm not sure uh, if you just find DJ Mule on Twitter, then you can also um, get all my stuff because my link tree is in my bio and also everything's in the Twitch chat. Uh, but what about Sophie, our lovely, sweet, beautiful Sophie? Oh, thank you, Mule. Uh,
1: I am Sophie from Mars and you can find me at Sophie from Mars, all one word, or Sophie underscore FRM underscore Mars on basically everything. I'm on YouTube and I do uh, video essays there and I'm working on... Some stuff at the moment. I'm doing something about Theranos. I'm doing something about Alex Jones. I'm doing something about how Doomerism is cringe and how we should uh, have more hope um, because that would be based. Uh, I'm also on Tumblr, Twitter, Mastodon. Well, it's actually octodon.social, Sophie from us. Um, and I'm here on Twitch and I do streams every now and then. Uh, so check me out on all the stuff. But most importantly, patreon.com slash Sophie from Mars because that's the one that helps me buy sliced cheese and loose backy so that I can roll <laughs> a completely legal cigarette. Um so <laughs> completely legal Thank cigarette. you everyone for watching and uh, next week we are... Not sure what's happening, but if you check out the Red Planet Twitter we'll let you know. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for
2: listening to this episode of Red Planet. If you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell all your comrades about it. Find more on the show, including where to watch live, at redplanetshow.com. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok at red underscore planet underscore TV, and there's even more at our Patreon patreon.com slash red underscore planet our music is by jasper byrne red planet is produced by conrad zimmerman in association with mercenary creative see you next week